A culmination of wins, losses, and everything in between comes down to one game today, the PSAC Championship. Can Kutztown win the PSAC Championship two times out of the last three years, or will it be the undefeated Slippery Rock University taking home the crown? Today's PSAC Championship game can be heard on our airwaves, 1670 AM, as well as our online streaming platforms like TuneIn, MyTuner, and the Radio Garden app. You can also hear all of our broadcasts by dialing either 563-999-3101 or 804-220-6519. And with that, let's send it over to Andre Reed Stadium to join the broadcast team of Jack Heim, Josh Tu, and Mitchell Smedley. From Andre Reed Stadium on the campus of Kutztown University, we'd like to welcome you into this presentation of Kutztown Golden Bears football right here on KUR, 1670 AM. You're home for all things Golden Bears football. It is Championship Saturday here in the PSAC, a clash of the Titans between the two divisional champions, Slippery Rock, undefeated out of the Western Division, 10-0 and 7-0 in Western Division play, and they meet the Eastern Division champion, Kutztown Golden Bears, 8-2 on the year and an undefeated record in Eastern Division play. Slippery Rock the road here it has been a dominant one winning each regular season game by double digits a group that has not been thoroughly tested throughout the course of the regular season Kutztown looks to give them everything they can handle here today and for the Golden Bears they dropped the first two games of the year 0-2 but they have won eight straight ever since it has looked like a different group ever since that loss to Cal U two different rows of this championship game for these teams but Josh so much to look forward to here this afternoon Absolutely, Jack. A great opener there. I I loved every second of it. I mean, Slippery Rock undefeated on the earth, just absolutely winning every single game in dominant fashion. Wait, wait until we talk about their numbers on the season. Unbelievable, to say the least. But Kutzen has some numbers as well that size up very well against Slippery Rock. Um, but, I mean, it's Championship Saturday. It's great to be here. My first championship that I'm ever calling in my broadcasting career. Absolutely excited. But a lot of excitement around this game. Definitely a situation, though, Jack. We did not see ourselves in Week 3, to say the least. I mean, even when we stepped in the press box, we said to ourselves, this might be a long season. But we had no intention of seeing a game like this. But unbelievable, to say the least. The atmosphere is great. And Andre Reid is going to be rocking today. It's going to be exciting. Absolutely. Both fan bases have packed the stands. An impressive turnout from the Slippery Rock fan base coming across the Commonwealth here to Andre Reid Stadium. They have shown out in droves to support a star-studded football team. And as always, the Golden Bear faithful showing out strong here at Andre Reid Stadium. Such an exciting day. It's senior day. Many of the hardworking seniors on this Golden Bears team are being honored. Jordan Davis, Tyler Wary, Anton Lloyd. The list goes on for the many impactful seniors who have, t- you know, who have turned the tide and have really, you know, stake their claim in, in a special Golden Bears football program ever since Jim Clements has taken over. Sustained success for this Golden Bears team and a lot of the guys who are being honored today are a big part of the reason why. Absolutely. They definitely left their mark on the Golden Bear football program and it's a tradition of excellence here in, in the Golden Bear football program and that's something that Jim Clements uh, has developed here and Jack, we'll talk about this a little bit later but at about 9.30 when I got here to the stadium, I actually got the chance to talk to uh, Coach Clements walking into the stadium and we had a, a, a very nice conversation just talking about the program and you know looking forward to today this is something that he, he mentioned that his seniors deserve and rightfully so it's a big game they're prepared for something like this they were a part of that 21 team that made the great run in the playoffs ultimately getting knocked out by Shepard I don't even want to talk about that that is 
almost like bad karma with a game like this. But I mean, it, it's something that the seniors deserve, rightfully so. But one thing we're going to notice about well, a lot of youthfulness um, in the Golden Bear football program, and that comes from Jed Novak. There's so much to talk about him a little bit later in the pregame show, Jack. But absolutely, a lot of a lot of seniority in the program, um, and a lot to look forward to today, Jack. Absolutely, Josh. I want to go back to your point about overcoming that early season adversity. 0-2. A quarterback changes in the mix there. Donnie Blaine started the year at quarterback on that on the road in that game against Assumption. Retrick freshman Judd Novak took over in that game against Cal U. He hasn't looked back. He's taken the reins of this offense ever since. And we, you know, we have absolutely loved to see the development of him throughout the course of the season as a quarterback, getting better with the reads, everything that that entails, the dual threat that he possesses. Judd Novak's going to be a big reason why uh, Kutztown is going to have to come out on top victory today. If the Golden Bears are to win, Novak's impact is going to have to be huge on this one. Uh, but for KU, look, they dropped those first two games, but all of their goals are still in front of them. Um, you know, a PSAC championship game appearance was not out of question as those two losses were out of conference. They put their head down. They went to work. They won eight in a row, and they ran the table in the Eastern Division, looking pretty convincingly, especially on the defensive side of the ball in that run. And Josh, the way these two teams are built, Opposite ideologies. Kutztown is a team that is built in their strong lockdown defense, averaging just 14 points per game allowed. On the flip side for Slippery Rock, their offense is a dynamo. 46 points per game offensively for this team. We're going to see the clash of ideologies here today at Andre Reed Stadium. A high-powered offense against the shutdown defense, and which team will come out, come out on top is going to be heavily decided by which one of these teams can impose their ideologies early in this one. Absolutely. A lot of great points you mentioned. I mean, Slippery Rock ranked 7th in the nation in scoring offense, averaging 46 points a game. Kutztown, 10th nationally ranked defense in the country, averaging 14.7 points a game. We'll be generous, rounding up to uh, 15. I mean, uh, unbelievable numbers to say the least. So, um, different ideologies, but I mean, the offense just every week, every week excuse me, is, is looking more comfortable. Um, and uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later on, but um, I had the chance to talk to Jed Novak um, on the air on Wednesday night. Absolutely, an absolute pleasure to talk with him. A great kid. He was already locked in on Wednesday, to say the least, Jack. I mean, he was locked in. Um, and, you know, we met, we talked about how, um, you know, how he got the opportunity of the starting role. And he didn't even, that, that week too, when he got to start, he didn't even know until that day. That day, he found out he was going to be starting. And he was just so locked in in that game. But every week he's progressing. And that was something I got the chance to talk to Jim Clements about, the head coach. He said, you know, every week, John uh, Novak is just progressing into such a, an even better quarterback every week. And that is something that, you know, you, you definitely like to see. Um, he, he's doing such a great job developing this program under the leadership. And, I mean, it's an absolute pleasure to watch him week in and week out. Absolutely. Watching this Golden Bears team, especially Novak, progress throughout the season has been nothing short of phenomenal. You know, the strides that he has taken. You know, you saw some early turnovers in his tenure at quarterback, but over the last couple weeks, he's really limited those. And I think last week was a game to build upon for this Golden Bears offense. A uh, win at Westchester, putting up 27 points in that contest, some big plays through the air, multiple 60-yard passing touchdowns, one to Curtis Ravenel, the other to Makai Gibson. I think if Kutztown's going to be coming out on top today, they got to get those big chunk plays through the air. Absolutely, and that was something else I got to talk to uh, Judd Novak about. And, you know, we talked about how that Westchester game a lot and how he looked so comfortable. It, Jack, I think we can both agree that Westchester game, he looked much more comfortable than he did um, in any other games in the season. That was a game that he needed. He knew that, absolutely. Um, you know, when 
it came down to that fourth quarter. They got into a tough situation. They needed some big drives, and Judd Novak wasn't afraid of the situation. I mean, that 69-yard touchdown to Gibson, absolutely was something that they needed. We're going to step aside for the playing of our national anthem. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a bear sighting. Location. In the forest near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? Yeah, one second I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face to face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess, Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? That means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented. That's what Smokey said. I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. I lost my vision five years ago. They called it macular degeneration. I called it devastating. Thought I'd never read again. But then she discovered Talking Books, a free program through the Library of Congress's National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Keeping me connected to my world? Now you're talking. This year, the Talking Book and Braille program celebrates 80 years of delivering books and magazines right to the doorsteps of those unable to read the printed word. Whatever you're into, there's so much to choose. Letting me read what all my friends are reading, too. Now you're talking. Any individual unable to read regular print due to blindness, low vision, or physical handicap is eligible for Talking Books. And it's free. I lost my eyesight back in Vietnam, but Talking Books have really been there for me. The books I want on my own terms, now you're talking. To learn more about Talking Books, call the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped at one 888 read or visit www.loc.gov nls. Before, addiction and depression kept me from living my life. Now, every step I take in recovery benefits everyone. There are many options that make the road to recovery more accessible. It begins with the first step. Join the Voices for Recovery. For information and treatment referral for you or someone you love, call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Do you see that doggy in the shelter? Hi, I'm Buddy, the adorable puppy you adopted from the Humane Society. Meow. I'm Whiskers, a fluffy kitty, just waiting for someone to love me. When you adopt a pet, we hope your new furry friend will become a cherished member of your family. And as Buddy and Whiskers will tell you, the key to success is following the rules to love by. Woof, that's right. Please give me food, water, and exercise every day. To stay healthy, I need the same kind of things you need. Talk to me. I like hearing your voice. You're my best friend. Please don't stay mad at me or lock me up as punishment. Remember, I'm probably going to live 10 to 15 years, so take care of me when I get old. One day you'll need someone to take care of you, too. A message from the Montgomery County Humane Society. Visit www.mchumane.org for the complete rules to love by. Best friend for life. 
I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future. Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash. As an alternative to recycling? Yeah, an alternative. So we, like, don't have to do it. Recycling. There are lots of planets. Finding one is just a matter of time. Many people say that recycling is pretty simple and convenient. A matter of keeping select items out of the trash. A lot simpler than finding a new planet, Tommy. Come on, there's a bunch of planets out there. Would you recycle on this new planet, Tommy? Or just use it up and throw it away too? I, I really don't have a clue. Log on to yougottobekidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle. Unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's. Hey, recycling's just not my thing. Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting. Don't be that guy. Unless you want people looking at you funny. Log on to yougottobekidding.org. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Back here at Andre Reed Stadium. Pre-game coverage continuing here on KUR 1670 AM, your home for all things Golden Bears football. America the Beautiful has been played, as has our national anthem with Military Appreciation Day. As it is Veterans Day, I want to take this time, Josh, the service members who lay down their lives and sacrifice so much to protect the great freedoms that we have in this country. We are thankful for them today and every each and every day. Absolutely. Uh, military traditions run, I would say, very deep in my family. Um, and it's it's definitely, a, a, I mean, it's the privileges that we do have each and every day. I'm so thankful for. Um, so to our listeners that are listening today that have served and are currently serving, uh, thank you for your service. Um, it does not go without notice. Very well said, Josh. Could not have yeah. said that any better myself. Well, now it is time to meet the third member of our broadcasting team. We'll send it down to the sidelines and meet Mitchell Smedley. Jack and Josh, happy championship Saturday here at Andre Reed Stadium. You guys just talked about it, a tremendous veterans appreciation ceremony before the game, the playing of America the Beautiful, my personal favorite uh, patriotic song on the bagpipes. Uh, followed by the presentation of our colors. And then, of course, the national anthem setting the table, setting the stage for this showdown of Titans, as you called it, Jack. What has to give? Well, you talked about it. 14.7 points allowed on defense, 46 points scored on offense per game for Slippery Rock. But if Kutztown's going to win this game, that means they have to limit the amount of possessions Slippery Rock gets. They can't score 46 points if they don't have enough possessions to do so. How do you do that? By doing what Kutztown has done all season long, running the football down the opponent's throat, taking long, time-consuming possessions, and scoring at the end of them. Kutztown has struggled in the red zone, capitalizing on long drives. They'll look to turn that around, go score for score with one of the best scoring offenses in the area, definitely the best one we've seen this season. And it comes on the biggest stage. We'll see how Judd Novak responds to this big stage. He seems dialed in. Uh, he's got his own personal cheering section right behind the bench down here. Everyone's amped up. The team is amped up. The fans are amped up. Let's play some football. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch, for that word from the sideline. Definitely a great point. That was one of my keys of the game as well. Um, you know, long, sustainable drives. Keep that Slippery Rock offense off the field and uh, pound the rock early and often. I think that's a 
situation in, in a spot where Kutztown can really take advantage against this Slippery Rock defense. Well, let's take a look at the Slippery Rock offense. We already mentioned how prolific they are, 46 points per game. Let's take a look at specifically what makes that engine run so well, and it starts with the quarterback, the field general, Braden Long, just shy of 3,000 passing yards on the year, 32 touchdowns and just two interceptions, averaging 287 yards per game. One of the country's top passers, Braden Long, runs a prolific Slippery Rock offense. Absolutely. They are going to come ready to play. We saw them in warm-ups, Jack, and they, they, they were already locked in. Let's just be honest with ourselves. They were locked in, and as they should be. Um, I, I, I definitely think they're they're coming ready to play, but, I mean, they're going to have a tough situation playing. And I mean, this gets back to my previous point uh, with uh, my interview with John Novak. I was telling you uh, the situation before we got on the air, but... Uh, um, you know, I mentioned during the interview that tickets are selling out fast, parking permits are already sold out, tailgate permits are already sold out, and, you know, as Judd just said right out over here, as it should be. As it should be, Jack. I, I mean, it should be packed. It's the biggest game of the season for the Golden Bears, and Judd called for Andre Reid to be packed and loud. I think he got it. And at this point, what he owes Kutztown is a game worth watching, absolutely. And, it's, and Andre Reid is packed. Not an open sea anywhere, as it should be. This is the atmosphere that everyone would be accustomed to expect come championship Saturday here in the PSAC as both of these programs have been the standard in their respective divisions. This is the third matchup between these two teams in the PSAC championship in the last five years. 2019 went the way of Slippery Rock. 2021 went the way of Kutztown. What does 2023 hold here at Andre Reid Stadium? And which one of these two powerhouses will be crowned the PSAC champion? Absolutely, and even in 2022, that was the game right after Westchester. Kutztown had a lot of revenge in that game. An upset in Andre Reid that could have got them in that championship spot. But Kutztown went out to Slippery Rock in their own house, The Rock. is That's an even tougher place to play, not to mention. And they handled business. They took care of it. I mean, that was a game that Kutztown handled business, to say the least. But... Just, it's going to be a game that there's so much at stake, so much. I mean, it's the PSAC championship, not to mention, like you got to mention on Monday, that selection show, that there's a lot at stake for today's game. And it, it's, I mean, it's the place is packed as it should be. There's a lot at stake. And I mean, both teams deserve to be here. Absolutely. There, there are so many contenders on both sides of the state. But I mean, Slippery Rock, 10-0. They absolutely deserve to be here. Kutztown, 8-2. They dropped their first two. Eight, eight straight wins. All seven in conference, one in the PSAC West with Mercyhurst. I mean, you. I mean, both teams deserve to be here. They're, they're both great programs that have worked extremely hard for this, Jack. It's a game you cannot be like not excited for it. It's a game that I'm personally excited for. Everyone here is excited for it. It's the PSAC Championship. Well, you mentioned Kutztown awaiting their fate regardless of the result of this one. The selection show Sunday at 6 p.m. on NCAA.com. A uh, win today would ease the minds of many around this Kutztown program because it would ensure that they are going to the NCAA playoffs because Slippery Rock is the top team in the Atlantic region. Kutztown sits at fifth in the regional rankings right now with a win today. They would almost certainly jump up at minimum a couple of spots and ensure themselves a probable home game here at Andre Reid Stadium in the first round of the national playoffs. It's, I mean, it's about continuing the postseason. It's the, the November push right here. That's what I refer to it as. It's just pushing for those playoffs. And it's just... 
You know Coach Clements Bono? 1-0 every week. You need to go 1-0 today. And Sunday will ease the mind. You mentioned it. But, I mean, I'm just so excited for this type of game. It's a game you cannot be not excited for. It's well, the captains are getting ready to take the field for both sides to the opening coin toss. I want to take this time to look at Superhawks' rushing attack. We gushed about their passing attack, but rushing as well. 185 rush yards per game. That is first in the PSAC, 32nd national. This is an offense that does it all around. They pass the ball well. They run it very efficiently as well. This is a scary offense to go against for many teams, but for Kutztown, I would be willing to embrace the challenge with how stout they are defensively. We mentioned their 14 points per game. Josh, you mentioned Kutztown's 10th nationally in points per game allowed and rushing defense as well. 87 rush yards per game allowed. Second in the PSAC, top 20 nationally. Kutztown's got to be willing to step up embrace the challenge here today against Slippery Rock. Be ready for this game, Josh. This is one you don't need any extra motivation for. Uh, this is one where you wake up saying, I'm ready to go. No words of motivation should further inspire you to play in a game of this magnitude here at Andre Reed Stadium. The captains will shake hands at midfield as we are getting set to get underway here today at Andre Reed Stadium. And I mentioned too, uh, Judd Novak was locked in as soon as, as early as Wednesday. He was probably already locked in Sunday, to be honest with you. After that Westchester game, I, I bet everyone was locked in already, I, and as they should be. But Jack, before we get started today, just one more business to take care of, and what would that be, Mr. Heim? Well, let's get a weather spot from our advisor, Mike Reggs, to get a forecast for today's game. Your KUR Golden Bears weather forecast here from Monsoon Mike. Huge game today. Go Golden Bears. Kutztown against Slippery Rock here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. And I am Monsoon Mike with your game time weather forecast. Looks like fair skies throughout the game. Mix of sun and clouds. A nice autumn day. Temperatures just about normal for this time of year, around 52 degrees. Kickoff temperature right around 52, 53, and it looks to be about the same at the end of the game, maybe around 53, 54 degrees. Beautiful afternoon, clouds and sunshine. Go Golden Bears, make us proud. Thank you, Monsoon. Mike, for that weather spot. Jack, like I said, this place is already rocking for opening kickoff. It's already exciting. How can you not be excited? It's the PSAC Championship. Well, Kutztown won the coin toss. They elected to defer. Slippery Rock will get the ball first here in the PSAC Championship game. Nate Millard getting set to boot it away. As it is Kylan Wilson lined up back to return. It's booted away. We are underway at Andre Reid Stadium for the PSAC Championship game through the back of the end zone for a touchback as we'll get our first look at Braden Long in this high-powered Slippery Rock offense starting at the 25-yard line. So I want to jump ahead to my keys to the game, Jack. So my first key to the game, I mean, it's just limiting Braden Long. He's ha having a season to remember, to say the least. He's just impressive, so powerful. It's just limiting the possessions that he has. It's just a lot of quick three and outs. So with Cooper Jordan last week in that second half, they were giving up a lot of lot of drives that they couldn't afford, specifically in a game like this. So it's important that you limit long early on. Three wide receivers lined up to his right. First and 10 from the 25. Takes a snap. Goes on the ground up the middle, plunging forward to the 28-yard line. There was Khalid Dorsey. 
three-headed monster in the backfield for Slippery Rock. Khalid Dorsey, we'll see Chris Dior and Isaiah Edwards as well today. Slippery Rock likes to use all three of them on offense. Second down, right back to the ground game across the 30. And Dorsey will be shoved out of bounds. At the and this is a spot. 33 yard line. This is a spot Jack Goodsound loves to be in. They allow their opponents to convert only 33% of the time, whereas Slippery Rock converts over half of the time on their third down. So it's going to be early to see. Can Kutztown limit the third down conversions from Slippery Rock? Slippery Rock converts on 56% of the third downs, like Josh mentioned. First in the PSAC. An early third down test and a chance for the Golden Bears to get off the field. Ball on the ground. Long is going to have to pounce on it. And a three and out for KU. Long mishandled the snap while trying to swing it out to a wide receiver screen. Thought about throwing it before he caught the football. And an early punt here for Slippery Rock. A gift that Kutztown will gladly take. Early mistake for Braden Long. Gives Kutztown the momentum early on. So we've talked all season long about momentum. Kutztown thrives on the momentum. They feed off it. And everyone fists are up. That's a quick three and out for Slippery Rock, and that's exactly where they don't want to be. Low snap, booted away. Lloyd on a back to return. is going to take a short bounce and go out of bounds. Right around the 40-yard line. So they will spot it at the 40. That's where Kutztown will take over. We'll quickly send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. What a start, Jack. Night and day. Andre Reed Stadium completely, completely elevated from its usual state. When that football came loose, usually the entire sideline of Kutztown uh, screams that the ball's loose. The entire stadium on this side was yelling for that football. What an atmosphere. It feels warmer than it's projected uh, in the high 40s. It feels warmer than that. I'll just add on to Monsoon Mike. But great early field position. We'll see if they can keep this field position battle in their favor. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. First and 10 from the 40 for Kutztown. Novak in the gun. Two receivers out to the left. They'll give it on the ground. Daryl Davis-McNeil plunging to the 44, and there's a pickup of four on first down. So all season long, we've seen the rushing attack be so powerful. That's just the first of many running backs you'll see today. I mean, Jordan Davis-McNeil, Hasty will sometimes run the ball as well. You'll see. Gibson run the ball, you'll see. Once in a while, Sincere Thomas, Stephen Burkhart. We haven't seen those two names as much, but I think the running attack is going to be in full force today, Jack. Hasty, Gibson, and Ravenel, the three receivers on this on the field. Gibson and Ravenel to the left. Hasty, the lone receiver to the right. Novak takes a snap. Fires underneath to Daryl Davis McNeil. Caught across the 45. Going to be wrapped up by a couple of players on Slippery Rock down to the 48-yard line. Pick up a four, sets up a third down and short for the Golden Bears. So we talked all season long, and this was something I had the chance as well to talk to Chad Novak about. His reads are impressive to say the least, and that comes due to Marcel Quarterman, the offensive coordinator. He really is, is doing a great job with those reads. Um, it's just a quick in-and-out route uh, from McNeil. So these are two yards that, that you need to get here. But, I mean, at the same time, Slippery Rock does a great job on third down. They only allow their opponents to convert 35% of the time. So It was Faulkner and Stokes on the tackle on that last play. Third down and two. Novak. Zion quarterback keeper. Makes a man miss. Cross midfield. 45-40. And he will run out of bounds at the 35-yard line. A big 
run for Judd Novak. You see that so often as a big part of this Kutztown offense. Novak, the dual threat capabilities, just made one man miss right at the line of scrimmage, and off he went. So that was a great job by Novak. The outside linebackers to our far side were crashing towards that middle. Novak saw that, so he just rolls out to that far side. No one even there. It's it's just a good pickup. I almost would have wished he would have got a couple more, though. However, would have stayed in bounds, just make some hard contact. But 17-yard run for Novak, first and 10. Handle Daryl Davis McNeil. It'll be bottled up at the 33. Pickup of two, second down and eight. Nearly four minutes into this first quarter of the BSAC championship game. Kutztown off to a good start. Forced to three and out, and now they're moving their way inside the 35 of Slippery Rock. Mentioned both Mitch and I's keys of the game. At least one of them was sustain long offensive drives, pound the rock. Kutztown doing that early and keeping that Slippery Rock offense on the sideline as much as you possibly can. Yeah, you definitely need to keep your defense as rested as possible because Slipper Rock, they come with an offense that averages 46 points a game. They're, they can be so explosive, to say the least, and you need to keep defense as rested as possible. Novak fakes the handoff. Flushed out right, fires incomplete. Third down and eight. Tight end Husser was the intended target on the play. So we'll see you. Third down and. I wouldn't say long, but intermediate average. to longer range. Third and average, I would say, Jack. Now, you almost got to wonder is this territory for Evitts to get at least three on the board so that this drive wasn't a complete waste? How many yards do you need to get here so that you can put Evitts out there to at least try for three? Rabbit Allen Gibson to the left. Hasty motions from right to left. And Zabo, the lone receiver to the right. Novak takes the snap. Looks to throw. One-on-one -on -one with Zabo on the far sideline. Caught. Flag down. Spots him down at the four-yard line. Luke Zabo. That is most certainly going to be pass interference on Slippery Rock. Zabo was getting held the entire time down the sideline. But hold on a second. A late flag has come in down near the 15-yard line. It is passing interference. So I thought they might say it could be illegal touching as Zabo was very close to that far sideline marker to going out of bounds. Did not appear that he went out. In the eyes of the referees, it's a 29-yard catch. For Luke Zabo puts Kutz down inside the five. Those are one of those situations, Jack. It's just a one-on-one -on -one coverage. You need to win those every single time against Slippery Rock. High snap, handoff. Daryl Davis McNeil plunging his way forward, fights his way down to the two, a pickup of two, second down and goal. So far, a great first drive for these Golden Bears, third down and eight. Just air it out down the far sideline. Let your big-bodied receiver and Zabo go up and get it. That's exactly what he did there on that play. Zabo, 6'3", 195-pound receiver, the redshirt freshman out of Sparta, New Jersey, and you just throw it up to him and let him use his size to go get it. It's exactly what he did. Second down and goal from the two. One of the Ravenel, the lone receiver to the left. Daryl Davis-McNeil in the backfield. Takes a snap. Right back to the ground game. Daryl Davis-McNeil makes a cut. Did he get there? No, a yard short. A nice jump cut to get some space, but could not find the end zone. That's going to set, set up a third down and goal at the one yard line. 
So this is a situation where Slippery Rock doesn't do the best job. They let their opponents convert 21 out of 32 attempts in the red zone for, for a touchdown on the season, Jack. So, whereas Kutztown, red zones, red zone touchdowns, they convert about half the time. So, Kutztown needs to get that number up right here. You need to score early. Third and goal from the one. Have to wonder if this is four down territory if they don't get it here. Daryl Davis McNeil fights towards the goal line. Waiting for the signal. He's short. Just short of the end zone. Eddie Faulkner, the fourth, has the football for Slippery Rock. Has a whole lot of confusion on the play. So they'll say the runner was down by contact before the ball came loose. Going to set up a fourth down and goal from the half yard line. And you have to think Kutztown's got to roll the dice here. You got to go game. for it. You're this close. You got to have confidence in your guys up front to be physical enough to get that push to get in the end zone. Kutztown on fourth downs convert 37% of the time. Whereas Slipper Rock on defense, they let their opponents convert 55% of the time. Quarterback sneak. Novak in the push. Did he get there? He did not. A goal line stand early for Slippery Rock. A crushing end of the possession for Kutztown. You started first and goal at the four. And the Slippery Rock defense comes up with a huge play early in this game. They tried a quarterback sneak with Novak. Just couldn't get the push up front to get into the end zone and a crushing way to end what was a solid opening drive to the day for KU. The only positive is Slippery Rock is backed up at their own one-yard line. Maybe you can get a big defensive play to get yourselves on the board early. That was a tough one to swallow, Jack, absolutely. And just cuts down, needs First to convert ten. on those type of plays. Long under center, just going to keep it himself, dive forward, get himself some breathing room. So a pickup of two on the quarterback sneak, second down and eight. Long in the gun, two receivers on the field. Sheets to his left, Logan Ramper to his right. Takes snap, looking to throw from his end zone. Firing for Sheets, well short of his intended target, incomplete. Third down and eight for Slippery Rock from their own three and another chance for Kutztown to force the three and out. Kutztown needs to force the three out here. I mean, the momentum was in offense's favor right there. Slipper Rock just put a quick stop to that. But the question is, is it a quick, is it a stop or is it a pause on the momentum? It needs to be a pause here. You need to get offense back out on the field. Mentioned that Slipper Rocks likes to use three running backs. Edwards in the backfield. Four wide receivers on the field. Three to the left, one to the right. Look for Kyle Sheets here on this third and eight. Long looking to throw. Swings it out wide. That's caught. Going to be dunked down at the eight-yard line. Pick up of five. And that's back-to-back -back three and outs. The Golden Bears defense making their presence felt early in this one. A couple of three and outs, like you mentioned, Josh, for Super Rock on their first two drives. An important note here, Slipper Rock's going to be punting from inside their own end zone. Everyone needs to be crashing that punter, Jack, because... You need to pin them back as far as possible. Get the best field position. John Novak looks at a rhythm early. You need to give him the best field position possible at this point. 
So Mason Yan getting set to punt it from his own end zone. Gets it away. Lloyd going to call for a fair catch. At the 46-yard line of Slippery Rock, some great starting field position for Kutztown. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. The one positive continues to be that battle of field position. Kutztown, I mentioned it was important, even if they didn't score after having that uh, ball to start at the 40 last time, to at least keep winning the field position game. Now they're starting in Slippery Rock territory. Majorly important. Obviously a crushing defeat. Uh, before the game, trainers and coaches alike were saying, fear no man. Looked like they feared somebody there. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears set up shop at the Slippery Rock 46-yard line for their second drive of the day. 6.30 to go in this opening quarter. No score. Novak gives it off. Davis at the middle with a burst inside the 40. 35, and he will be wrapped up at the 32-yard line. Pick up a 14 on the play and good enough for a Golden Bear first down. Great way to start the drive. Good blocking on the interior. That offensive line gave Davis a huge hole to run through. And with that burst of speed, he starts his day off with a 14-yard carry. And great awareness through the secondary, Jack, from Davis. He saw that where the linebackers were positioned, that's a great job of the lineman to get to that secondary. And ultimately, what you want, a big gain to start off the drive. Three receivers on the field. Novak rolls out right, throws it back left to Davis. Makes a man miss. Fights his way down to the 30. Pickup of two. And I just want to mention something real quick, Jack. Through these two drives now, Judd Novak hasn't given up a negative yardage at all. It seems like he's going to get sacked, but he just rolls out towards his left or towards his right, throws it to his running back, and that is that is great awareness. His reads are immaculate. And that's just all play design there. You you have Novak intentionally rolling out left to try to bring the defense to that right side of the field so that way you could throw back left with a convoy of blockers and hopefully get a huge play. Didn't result that way there. Good job by Slippery Rock to stay home. Just a two-yard pickup for Davis on that first down. Two running backs in the backfield. Davis to the left. Daryl Davis-McNeil to the right. They're going to give it to Daryl Davis-McNeil. Trying to get his way back to the line of scrimmage. He'll lose a yard back to the 31. Set up a third down and nine. And Novak is going to have to hit the air now at this point. You're at a third and nine. You need to get some yardage so you can put Evans out there comfortably um, to pick up at least three points that, that gets some points on the board and ultimately is something you want. Novak to the left. Gibson and Hasty to the right of Novak. Jordan Davis in the backfield. Tyree Cusser. Tight end lineup on the left side. Ravenel going to motion from left to right. Third down and nine. Already saw a 29-yard catch from Zabo on their last third down attempt. Novak taking a deep shot for Gibson. Incomplete. It was Selvin Haynes, the senior from Glenside, Pennsylvania, on the coverage there for Slippery Rock. Just out of the reach of Gibson. And Coach Clements faced with an early decision. Looks like they're going to go for it on fourth down here. Fourth and nine at the 31. Not in Evitz's range. This would be yeah. too short to punt. I would prefer them punt, though. However, Jack, at the you're at a, a spot in the field where it's just too the much. Pro the problem with, with punting here, electing, is you got to have a perfect pooch punt from Millard to get them backed up. Otherwise, you're really putting them at the twenty. You're only giving them eleven yards. Novak takes a snap, one on one down the near side, looking for Ravenel. Flag flies, incomplete in the end zone. Multiple flags on the field, and I'm wondering if they all saw the same thing because. 
they throw them at the exact same time. I then we have a conversation. It looked like it was Josh Stokes in the coverage there for Slippery Rock. As our officials come together to have a discussion as we await the call. They're pointing that it's on Slippery Rock, so it's going to be pass interference. Slippery Rock is... Especially if you look at the placement of the flags. One inside the 10, another one you know, just inside the 15-yard line. One at the 7. So... So it will be pass interference, Jack. The problem is the referee's mic did break up in the middle of saying who was on. So I'm going to assume, I'm going to go with your idea uh, with Stokes. Yeah, Stokes was the main corner there lined up with Ravenel, and that's the side of the field the flags were thrown on. Passing interference on Stokes sets up Kutztown at the 16-yard line. Receivers stacked up on both sides, Ravenel and Gibson. Zabo and Hasty on the right. Davis in the backfield. Novak. Hands it off Davis. Inside the 15. Powers his way down to the 11-yard line. Pickup of five there on first down. And not to mention, Jack, Kutztown now is in the red zone for their second time today on two consecutive drives. So. And for Kutztown, it's tough to have a better start than you're having here, but you just got to turn that into points. Yeah. Last drive got stuffed inside the one-yard line. It was a goal-line stand. Now this drive, you're back inside the red zone. You got to turn these red zone trips into points. You cannot even leave you points get, on the board against a team like Slippery Rock. Even if you get three out of that, I'll take that over zero. No back in the gun. Design quarterback run. Tries to make a man miss, but he'll be wrapped up By Daniel Tucson. No gain on the play. Third down and five from the 11. 3.20 left to play in the first quarter. And good sound. I mean, they've pretty much done everything right today except just converting on points. That's, I mean, I'm... You kept that, I'm, kept that slippery rock offense off the field. Sorry for cutting you off nope, there, that's, Josh. that's uh, okay. Kept that offense off the field for large portion this first quarter. But he got to be able to get some points on this drive. Critical third down upcoming. Three wide receivers to the right. It's Ravenel, Zabo, and Gibson. Davis in the backfield. Novak, design quarterback run. Inside the 10. To the 5. Novak dies on the pylon. And no. No, they're going to mark him down at the 1. Thought they were going to say he got in for the touchdown. Got down to the 1-yard line, though. So it is a first and goal for Kutztown. I jumped the gun there. Novak dove for the pylon. We're going to say he was out of bounds before the ball hit the pylon. Novak so close to getting in, but just a hair short. So it's a first down and goal at the one for KU. I thought he was in from, from our vantage point, but the officials I, rule that he was short. I, I don't know how he didn't get in. I, I thought he was in. My arms were up. I, I can't believe that he didn't get in. That is shocking. First and goal from the one. Daryl Davis McNeil fights his way forward, reaches for the goal line, and in for the touchdown. Daryl Davis McNeil, a one-yard touchdown run, and Kutztown draws first blood. Exactly what you want, and that was a good job by John Novak to see that that fumble, uh, almost could have been a fumble, but just picks it up, runs it in himself, so there was no question that it was not a fumble, and a touchdown. Exactly what you want. 
So Evans on to attempt the extra point. Snap good, hold good, kick is up, it is through. 7-0 Kutztown, a one-yard touchdown run from Daryl Davis McNeil caps off the drive, and Kutztown has the early lead. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. And elated at Andre Reed Stadium here in the first quarter, Kutztown drawing first blood, and Slippery Rock yet to get a first down. A curious decision I want to go back to, that fourth and eight play call. Um, I had it from Evans himself. Goodstown kicker, uh, that 52 would be uh, the rough field goal range for today. That was about where they were comfortable. That was within 52. That was about 49 yards out for the field goal attempt. They elected not to, threw it deep, got the pass interference call on the incomplete pass, and it resulted in seven points. So it worked out, but a very curious decision by Coach Clemens. We'll see how this uh, how this translates, if those extra four points are uh, crucial down the stretch of this game here. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. 2.14 to go in the opening quarter. There's a nine-play, 46-yard drive for Kutztown. It took four minutes and 16 seconds. Time of possession is heavily favoring the Golden Bears here in this opening quarter. Nine minutes and 46 seconds of time of possession for the Golden Bears. Kickoff booted away. And it'll be a touchback. Slippery Rock starts at the 25-yard line. And you got to wonder what Slippery Rock's plan of action is now. I mean, two quick three and outs, and you give up seven points early. I mean, it's and, – and you could have almost given up 14 points, let alone you almost could have given up 10. I, I, I do agree with rolling the dice at the one, but even if he would have got three, that would have helped. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with rolling the dice early on, but – Kutztown on this season hasn't done that well on fourth down conversions. They only convert 37% of the time. So, I mean, just something you need to look back to. Braden Long and the Slippery Rock offense still trying to get their feet under them in this one. Their third drive quickly swinging out to the flat. Incomplete. Chris Dior thought about running before he caught the football. And there's a drop, second down and 10. We've seen all three of the running backs you mentioned that make up that three-headed monster for the Slippery Rock rushing attack. The team that was first in the conference in rush yards per game, top 35 nationally in that category, and their passing statistics are even better. But so far to this first quarter, it has been tough sledding for this dynamic group. Second down and 10. Four wide receivers on the field, two to his left, two to his right. Long takes a snap, looks to throw. Steps up. Ball pops up in the air, just going to shovel it forward. Dior gets across the 30 to the 31. Long had the football just pop out of his hand, recaught it, and just pushed past it forward to Chris Dior. One heck of a play there by Braden Long to was, keep his composure and get that complete for a six-yard gain. That was odd. I, I don't think I've ever seen a play like that. I mean, just to... Ball just slipped right out of his hands. Yeah, he was going to tuck it and move it, forward. It, it wasn't like anyone even hit him. It just fell out. I... I that's just great awareness from Braden Long, why he's been so successful wow. all year to re-corral that football and just push it forward to his running back, Chris Dior. Sets up a manageable third down and four. Bunch formation to the left, one receiver to the right. Long, going to try to tuck it and run. He's going to be bottled up. It was Kyrie Butler on the interior of that defensive line. The Ambler Pennsylvania native with a big-time play to step up and limit long there. 
fourth down and three. Long managed just to get a yard on that play. The and, offense staying and, out on the field at the moment, awaiting a decision from head coach Sean Lutz. And look at the size of Kyrie Butler. He is 6'1", 350 pounds. Big body in the interior of that defensive speed. line. Super Rock's going to roll the dice. Go for it early. Fourth and three from their own 32, and the whistles will come in. They're going to take a timeout. Discuss things over. Super Rock, their first timeout of the half. 43 seconds to go in the opening quarter. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley with an incredible atmosphere down on the sidelines. Thank you, Jack. Feels like a big moment for Slippery Rock. Um, really a gut check. What do they want to do? Uh, if they don't, if they kick the football away, they're not going to have a first down through the entire first quarter. This elite offense we were talking about all week long would not have a, a single first down. If they don't and they roll the dice, I mean, you're pretty much saying that this is the game right here. You have to turn the momentum at this very moment on your own side of the field. Um, and it's not like it's right up by midfield. This is a huge decision. We'll see how it pans out. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitchell. So the punt team will now trot out onto the field. Mason Yan back to punt it away for the third time today. And this dynamic Slippery Rock offense that averages 46 points per game has been held in check through the majority get, of this first quarter. Three drives, three three and outs. Didn't even get a first down. Jan nearly mishandled the punt. High punt that's going to be short. We'll see where they spot it. And this rocky first quarter continues. Still coming forward. They're going to spot it at the 45-yard line in another drive where Kutztown gets some favorable field position. And this Super Rock group that has not been tested all year coming on the road to this incredible I, atmosphere at Andre Reed. They I, look rattled to start this game. I hate to interrupt you, Jack. I'm so sorry. But they have been seeing a defense like Kutztown all year. They have just pretty much blown through all of their competition. They haven't seen the defense like Kutztown's. And let me just tell you this, Jack. They're not going to see an offense like Kutztown's any longer. They are... Kutztown looks ready to play. They look better than they have all season. It's incredible. Ravenel and Jordan Davis line up to the left. Novak looks over the middle. Caught by Ravenel. Inside the 40. Down to the 39-yard line. Good enough for a Golden Bears first down. Like I said, Jack, Novak looks so comfortable. In the pressure, he looks so comfortable. It's almost like he's a new quarterback, and we talked about that a lot when I interviewed him. You just look so comfortable under the pressure. What? What, what take? How do you prepare for something like that? He said, I kind of just play like it's any average play, and you could tell. 16-yard catch and run by Ravenel. You know, a talking point for this game, Novak being a redshirt freshman quarterback. Would the moment be too big for him? Does not look like that's the case with the first 15 minutes. We've reached the end of the first quarter. Your score, Kutztown 7, Slippy Rock 0. Kutztown is first and 10 from the 39-yard line of Slippy Rock when we come back. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to report a 
bear sighting? Location. In the forest, near the side of the road. No need for alarm, sir. The forest is where bears live. But this was no ordinary bear. No ordinary bear? At one second, I'm having a smoke taken in the view. Next thing I know, I am face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Let me guess, Smokey had a tip for you. He did. He must have seen me toss my cigarette on the ground. He told me never to do that because it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. He's a smart bear. Did you know that nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? That means nine out of ten wildfires can be prevented. That's what Smokey said. I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. Good point. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey... You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. 7-0 Kutztown ahead. Start of the second quarter here in the PSAC Championship game at Andre Reid Stadium. Jack Hom alongside Joshua Toot and our sideline reporter Mitchell Smedley. Kutztown started this drive with a 16-yard catch and run from Curtis Ravenel Jr., Judd Novak, the redshirt freshman quarterback, looks calm, cool, and collected for the first 15 minutes. Give it on the ground to Davis. Weaves his way, fighting hard to get maybe a yard or two on that play. We'll see where they spot him. So they'll give him two down to the 37, and it was a hard-fought two yards for Jordan Davis. Absolutely. he. That's a... That's something you gotta like. He's fighting for those two yards. It, it, those two yards, they might not seem like much, but when it comes to, you know, do you need a yard or two, or do you get the first? Those two yards might come in handy. It, it doesn't seem like much, but you gotta get as much as you can. Second and eight from the 37-yard line. Daryl Davis with the emotions from out of the backfield, lined up out wide to the left. Three wide receivers. Novak, design quarterback run. Makes a cut inside the 35 to the 34. Pick up of three, third down and five. And another third and average here for Kutztown. This was one they did not convert on, but did go for it on fourth down. So you, you got to convert here. You need to keep your offense out on the field. Just wear down defense more and more. Um, this is a this, we mentioned this when we were off the break, Jack. But this is a situation where Slipper rocked this very well in, in these second and third quarters. This where they put up most of their points. Kutztown three of five on third downs today. Give it on the ground. Daryl Davis McNeil inside the 30, 25, and he's going to be wrapped up at the 19-yard line. A 15-yard run for Daryl Davis McNeil. Good for a Golden Bear first down. Needed five, he got 15. Exactly what you want. You saw there was just a, a small opening right on our near side of the line. That's a great job by uh, the right side of the line. Just to create that small opening. You know, cuts right through that secondary. And exactly what you want. Now you're just about four yards away from getting from outside that red zone. And that's where it cuts down. They're having a day for themselves in the red zone. There was an area for the Slippery Rock defense to get hurt. It's on the ground. Novak, quarterback keeper, fights his way inside the 15. To the 14-yard line, there's a pickup of five on first down. Now they're in the red zone. And this is where Kutztown does a lot of damage. Two red zone trips already. Three now with this drive. Converted once with, with the touchdown. Almost converted the first time. But got stood up at the one-yard line. It's a spot where Kutztown does very well in. They convert with points. 
If there was a place where the Slippery Rock team could get hurt, it was their rush defense. Uh, 160 rush yards per game. That's 12th in the PSAC. It's really the one flaw of this juggernaut. Timeout. Taken by the Golden Bears with 12.06 to go in the second quarter. We'll now take this time to send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. This offense continues firing on all cylinders, making their third red zone trip of the day. And I like how they got the day started. If you remember, the first pass for Novak was a quick little underneath route, five yards, six yards. That was fine. There were a couple of those. And then they started taking the bigger shots. They haven't been afraid to use him down the field, you know, stretching the defense vertically. That's what kept this defense honest. It's kept the holes open for the rush uh, for the rush attack. It's worked to a T so far. Early play calling. W for Kutztown. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears, third red zone trip of the day. Three drives, three trips to the red zone. One of their two has resulted in points. They're trying to make it two of three here. And go up by double digits against Slippery Rock. You cannot start a game much better than Kusan has today. They've done everything to a T. They've kept that dynamic Slippery Rock offense on the sideline for a vast majority of this game. The offense, long drives, wearing them down, pounding the rock, churning off time on the clock. Time of possession heavily leans towards the Golden Bears. If you're Jim Clements and this coaching staff, you cannot be more, cannot be more pleased at the start of this game outside of the ending of that first drive. Give it on the ground, Daryl Davis-McNeil. Inside the 10, fights his way down to the five-yard line. And they will spot him inside the five at the four. Pickup of 10 and another first down for KU. I don't know how many times we can repeat it. I mean, they're just doing such a great job inside the red zone today. I mean, you, you just need to convert it into more points because this is where Kutz, this is where Slipper Rock in this second and third quarter where they do a lot of damage. Their first quarter on the season, they, convert, they put up 98 points through the season. Fourth quarter, they put up 83 points. Second quarter, 147 points for Slipper Rock. So you need to get as many points on the board right here, Jack. Novak takes a snap, fakes the run, throws it. Caught by Tyree Cusser for the four-yard touchdown. Beautiful play design there by KU. Just slipped the tight end, Husser out into the flat. Novak finds him, and he strolls into the end zone for the touchdown. And Slippery Rock are on their heels. I, I almost wonder, were they thinking of this game too lightly? But whenever you play the Gold Bears, you can't think of this game too lightly, especially the PSAC Championship, especially when you're playing at the Reed. Snap good, hold good. Extra point from Evans, up and through. 14-0 Kutztown. They look quite comfortable in front of this home crowd, and they always play with a different level of energy here at Andre Reed Stadium. They are bringing the heat today of 14-0. We'll quickly send it down to Mitchell Smithy on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. I got a question. Did the team switch jerseys before the game today? Which offense is supposed to score 46 points? Slippery Rock's had zero answer on defense so far. I don't want to jinx anything, but they have had no answer for the ground attack specifically. The passing has complemented it perfectly. Judd Novak, I mean, you cannot say enough about this young man right now. Stepping into the spotlight, you mentioned it wasn't the starter at the beginning of the season. He's starting in the PSAC Championship and looking dazzling. He's led three great drives. Uh, the field position game, the, the, the mistakes by Slippery Rock, that punt set up this drive, that bad short punt set up that drive. 
culminating in a huge celebration in the end zone after the touchdown grab. The entire team celebrating along the sideline down here. Everyone's happy so far. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. And just one point to note, Jack. He didn't. Chad Novak didn't know he was the starter week two until that day. So I mean, he he looks impressive so far. Nate Malore getting set to boot it away. Kylan Wilson lined up back to return. Wilson will have an opportunity in this one. Takes it at the six-yard line. 15-20. Fights his way out of a tackle to the 25-30, and he will be wrapped up at the 31-yard line. And that is the best starting field position of the day for Slippery Rock. A big part of the reason why the, this game has started the way it has is because if you look at the starting field position for both these teams for their drives, it's been drastically different. Kutztown has started three different drives across their own 40. Meanwhile, Slippery Rock started the drives at 25, 25 at the 1, and now at the 31. Just need to get another quick three and out here, Jack. Slippery Rock has not gotten a first down at all today. Long swings it out. Diving to the 35 there was Khalid Dorsey. Pick up a four on the play for Dorsey. Second down and six. Slippery Rock picking up the tempo. Long takes a snap. Swings it out. Cross the 40. And slung down at the 44-yard line there was Cam Cruz. The West Liberty transfers Cam Cruz. Very quick for a tight end. First attempt for the 44. Head off up the gut. Spun down at the 48-yard line there. Pick up a three. That was Khalid Dorsey, the senior from York, Pennsylvania. Seeing something we haven't seen in the early portion of this game out of Slipper Rock. They're moving with a lot more tempo and a lot more pace on this drive. Realizing they're in a precarious situation. Down multiple scores on the road in the second quarter. They got to turn up the heat offensively. And Kutztown at this point, they just need to get it uh, get a fourth down. Hand off to Dorsey. Cuts, spins out of a tackle. Fights his way down to the Golden Bear 45-yard line. He'll spot him inside the 45 at the 44. Seven on the play, good enough for a Slippery Rock first down. So they will back him up to the 45. Three wide receivers on the field. And now Kutztown is on their heels. It's all the tempos in Slippery Rock's favor. They just need to, defense needs to get off the field. Sheets and Russell lined up to the left. It's Hamper, the lone receiver, up to the right. Long, looking to throw. He's got time, just dumps it underneath. Chopped down there. Spotted at the 41, gain of, actually going to spot it at the 42, gain of three. So Eden Johnson, great job to step up and make the tackle there on Nathan Waltman, 6'5", junior, out of Fenelton, Pennsylvania. They're actually going to spot it, Jack, at the 41, gain of four. High snap, given off to Dorsey. Room to run to the left, dances inside the 35 before he's knocked out of bounds at the 35 there by Justin Harris. And the Super Rock offense just has a different gear to it on this drive than we've seen here today. 
and this is one of those drives, Jack. You can't let Slipper Rock get into a, get into the momentum. You cannot do it because they they will they they will be really powerful. That's all I gotta say. Russell and Hamper to the right. Sheets the lone receiver to the left. Fakes the hand off to Dorsey. Long gonna throw. Taking a shot for Sheets. Double coverage. Picked off. Unbelievable interception. C.J. Brown with one hand in the end zone. Oh, mercy. Shades of OBJ with that pick. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He somehow caught that. Long took a risk, thrown it into double coverage, and it took a C.J. Brown masterclass interception to force the turnover. Oh my goodness! One of my keys to the game was to win the turnover battle. Long has thrown just two interceptions all season. And a costly third one to take away the momentum the Rock was building on that drive. And Slipper Rock on the season has thrown two interceptions. That is now three. I still can't get over that Brown interception, man. Are you kidding? What a play! He knows what type of game this is. He he knows that it's such a big deal. He, he said, you know what? The momentum's in their favor. Let me make a highlight play. Novak rolls out right. Being chased. Fires. Caught by Gibson. Pick up of three. Eddie Faulkner, the fourth, knocking him out of bounds. At the 23-yard line, pickup of three, second down and seven. And not to mention, Jack, there's two points I want to make here. So I want to keep offense on the field as long as possible. You have eight minutes left to play because Kutztown gets the ball back to start the third quarter. So you, you need to take off as much time as on the clock as possible. So that's my second point. You can't let Slippery Rock get back on the field with a lot of time. Novak hands it off Davis. Across the 25, down to the 27, pick up a four, third down and three. And for Slipper Rock, this is a huge third down at this stage of the game. Trying to get your offense right back out onto the field after the turnover. And for Kutzan, a chance to continue to dwindle down the time in this first half. A first half that has largely been controlled by the Golden Bears. And at this point, just run it right up the middle. Two yards. It should not be that hard to get. Novak in the gun. Ravenel to his right. Looking for another play. Gibson and Lenique Preston lined out to the left. Novak. Design quarterback run. Fights his way towards the 30. We'll see what the spot is. They'll spot him right at the 30. Should be good enough for the first down. And do we need a measurement? It is a close call. So our officials will confer. And could we see the chain gang? Jack, this is the second time this season that we're going to see the chain gang come out. So the chain gang coming out onto the field to take a measurement. Novak got right to the line again. We'll see if he got enough. And the line to gain was the 30-yard line. The football is spotted right at the 30. 
Oh, he got it. And he got it. By a quarter length of the football, he got enough for the first down, and this keeps the drive alive for KU. He got at least half of it. And half the ball was over the the stick, so, I mean, that's, that's a good for first, and that's exactly what you needed. So, I mean, that's a great job by Jed Novak. He sees that the towards his right was collapsing. He, he had a small little hole on his left side. You just busted right through there exactly what you need, two yards, and that's a first. It keeps the drive going. With 6:32 left to play, and that's just such tough running for your quarterback. Put, it, you know, the head down and fight for those extra yards. Novak pulls it back, looking to throw, looking for Ravenel, incomplete. Ravenel, the intended target. Josh Stokes on the coverage. Fire that one a little bit over the head of Ravenel. And not to mention, Jack, that was the first pass all day that Novak overthrew. I think. I mean, uh, that's the, if that doesn't say a lot, I don't know what will, honestly. The accuracy for Novak has been a problem at times this year, but today he's had good touch on a majority of his throws. Three wide receivers on the field. Ravenel, Gibson, and Preston. They'll swing it out to Daryl Davis-McNeil. To the 32, pickup of two, third down and eight. Prime opportunity for Slippery Rock to get off the field. They've had a problem with that today. Kutztown has been five for seven on their third down attempts. And on fourth downs, how many times have they converted? One of one. So. Oh, of one. They did get stuffed on the goal line on that fourth down attempt. One of two. Sorry. Yeah. I. I do you see how quickly I can forget things though? Sorry. Third and eight. Four wide receivers on the field. Novak looking to throw. Swings out to Gibson. Across the 35. He will be knocked down at the 36-yard line. Short of the line to gain a pickup of four. And for the first time today, we will see Nate Millard and the punt team trot out onto the field. And if that doesn't stay a statement in itself, I don't know what will. I mean, that's the first time the punt team is active. I mean, exactly what you want. I mean, puts down, obviously, they're doing a great job on offense, converting. I mean, you have five minutes left to play. So, I mean, that's not much time. That's a good amount. Not much. Not ideal. So, I mean, it, I, I feel like you did it. Tony Grimes back to return the Akron transfer. Millard did not get all of that punt. And some good starting field position here for Slippery Rock. That's one of those drives, though, however, Jack. You need to look at... Um, Judd Novak, you need to almost look back say, what could I have done better um, to pick up the yardage? I, I, I think if he would have that third down play, if he would have done that on his second down, I think we would have I think the drive would have continued for Kutztown, but ultimately just So Slippery Rock will start for their own 33 yard line. 4.59 to go in this first half. Long takes a snap, hands it off up the gut. Across the 35 to the 37. Pick up of four for Chris Dior on the first down run. And you need 11 yards on, on the ground as well. I mean, he's doing, he's starting to come to life here. Um, I mean, you know, whereas in the first quarter. Out wide, slung down by Anton Lloyd. It was the tight end, Cam Cruz on the catch. Tom 
No gain on the play, third down and six. And Andre Reed's getting loud. Slippery Rock, a team who is averaging 481 total yards per game. They have 56 total yards on 18 offensive plays. Third and six. Three wide receivers on the field along with the tight end, Cam Cruz. Long takes the snap. Looking right. Fires out. Caught. Hamper. Fighting for extra yards. And you can't give those quick check down passes, Jack, especially in a game like this. I mean, Kutztown has been giving them up all season long, to say the least. He's down to the 46. Pickup of eight was good for a first down. Right back to the air long. Steps up. Thought about taking a deep shot. Spins out of his sack. It's going to decide to take off. Slide down at the 49-yard line as the Slipper Rock is back in the Kutztown territory for the second straight drive. With 3.15 and counting in this second quarter. Haven't seen long run today. Pick up a four on the play, second and six. And with three minutes left to play, Jack, I mean, just Kutztown needs to get a stop here. They can't let Slipper Rock get any points on the board. I mean, what a statement that would be to, you know, give a, a team that averages 46 points a game, don't even give up a single point in the first half. Long, back to the air. Looking for Dior, but spiked it. Offline for his intended target. Sets up a third down and four. Four. Third down and six. I was going to say the scoreboard is wrong. That was a pickup of four on that first down. Yeah, it, long it, on the run. So it's a third and six here for Slipper Rock. I was about to say, they picked up four. I don't know why I said third and four. That's my apologies there. In your defense, the scoreboard did say third and four. Okay. Slipper Rock one for four today on third down attempts. Sheets and Waltman to the left. Looking for Sheets. Incomplete. Heil there to break up the pass. Justin Harris was also in the area. And the punt team back out onto the field for Slippery Rock. It's been a busy first half for Mason Yan. I mean, can you ask for a better first half from Kutztown? I don't think you actually you possibly can. And this I mean, is a new feeling for Slippery Rock, Josh. I mean, this is not an offense that's been accustomed to struggling at any point of their season. They're being stifled here in this first half. Interesting to see how they're going to be able to respond. At half. At halftime, what adjustments they'll make to try to turn the tide in this game as it's all KU at this moment. High punt, end over end. Bounces out of bounds inside the 15. Down to the 10-yard line, a 40-yard punt. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. This will be the first time Kutztown has a really long field to work with. Also worth noting, if they can score uh, any sort of points here, they'll have a chance to double dip as they get the ball to start the second half after they deferred. Also, after that interception, a curtain call. Everyone reaching over the railing, hat and helmets, standing ovation, the whole works. This crowd is fired up here in Andre Reed Stadium. What a start. What a first half for this team so far. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. It's been the, now the worst starting field position of the day for Kutztown. Backed up at their own 10. Handoff. Daryl Davis-McNeil across the 15. Still fighting. 
Just didn't give up. They'll get him down to the 19-yard line. Pickup of nine on first down. It looked like Daryl Davis was going to be bottled up for a minimal gain, maybe a yard or two, but burst through the hole, spun out of a tackle, and picks up nine. Just tough running there. He's a a force to be reckoned with, Jack. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it, it looked like he would only get four, but he somehow fight for five more. I mean, what more can you ask? Second and one. Novak looks to the air. One-on-one -on -one down the near side for Ravenel. Incomplete. Josh Stokes on the coverage. Kutztown side was looking for a flag. They didn't. They don't get one. In the officials' defense, they were both looking for the ball. So I mean, that's both looking for the ball, and that ball was a, a tad bit underthrown, which didn't help Kutztown's case. And that's a little bit more online to Ravenel than a flag could have been warranted. Third down and short. Just need a yard. Just need to keep get the chains moving. You have two timeouts as well. So Preston, the lone receiver to the right. Hasty and Gibson to the left. They'll go with the ground game across the 25 to the 27. Daryl Davis McNeil right back to it. Pickup of eight. Good for a first down. Just need a quick play here. Need to keep, need to keep it moving. You need to get good field position here. Goodstown picking up the tempo. Novak flushed out right. Avoids a sack. Dumps it underneath the Preston. Picks up a yard. Second down and nine. Now the question is, does that stop the clock? Do they say the clock will continue or does the clock stop? It looks like Andrew Vince on that play for Sleeper Rock had a prime opportunity at a sack number 44, but Novak just able to make a miss. Vince the Rutgers transfer. Yeah, we, I was looking at the roster, and it's it's a it's a big Division One transfer roster. I mean, you talked about the Akron transfer; that's a Rutgers transfer. Slippery Rock, a top-flight Division Two program, that attracts a lot of talent. The PC as a whole of the conference attracts a lot of talented guys who could probably play the Division One level, but like to play in a powerful Division Two conference. They'll find the tight end Husser. Puts down side, look for a flag after Stokes. Judd Novak is telling Planted the crowd. Husser in the ground after the whistle. Novak's, they won't get one. Novak's telling the crowd to quiet down. He didn't think it was. So, I mean, listen listen to the chief himself. Pickup of 12 on the play for Husser. Good for Golden Bears first down. Husser, Gibson, and Hasty line up to the left. Preston, the lone receiver to the right. Room to run for Novak. He'll take it, and he will go out of bounds. At the 44-yard line, pickup of four. 118 to go in the first half. Kutztown, two timeouts left. That was a good move by Novak. So he saw his left was collapsing. So you just roll out right. You need to get out of bounds. Stop the clock. I mean, you're under 90 seconds at this point. So it's it, it's a good. It, I I liked it. I liked it a lot actually. And the textbook start to the drive for Kutztown just dwindled down the time while. Methodically moving your way down the field. Still time. Two timeouts to go. 118 to go in this first half. 56 yards separates yourself from the end zone. Novak looking for Husser. Incomplete. Overshot his intended target. As it was Jalen Dangerfield in coverage. Third down and six for Kutztown. 
You just need to keep the drive alive. Even if you get three on the board, that, that sets a statement right there. You go up by 17 at the half, that's that's more points that Kutztown has put in the first half than I think any other game previously besides that Mercyhurst game. They did put up 20 in the first half at Calu in their second game of the year before being shut out in that second half. Got outscored 24 to nothing. Route to losing that game. That was their last loss. Darren Davis from Neal. 45 40. 35 30. Still on his feet. Knocked down at the 27 yard line of Slippery Rock. A huge run for Daryl Davis McNeil. And a great job to hold on to the ball. You could see the ball was trying to get out of his hands from Slippery Rock defenders. And that's just, that's just great running right there from McNeil. Exactly what you needed. You need a couple and you run it down. Now we have an injured. Slippery Rock player on the field. That was a 28-yard run for Daryl Davis McNeil with the injury timeout. We're going to step aside. 14-0 Golden Bears in the second quarter. Change a light bulb, save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Late stages of the first half. Peter Andre Reed Stadium, 58 seconds to play. Golden Bears first down and 10 from the Slippery Rock 28-yard line. Trying to add some on to an already multiple-scored lead, up two touchdowns. And trying to tack on right before the break. Golden Bears will receive the second-half kickoff. Receivers stacked up on both sides. Ravenel and Gibson on the right. Zabo and Hasty on the left. Daryl Davis McNeil in the backfield. They added three seconds on, so one on one and counting. Golden Bears still have two timeouts. Novak takes a snap. Design quarterback run. Beautiful move to make Andrew Vince miss. Darts out of bounds. Did lose a yard, however, though, on the play. So it's a nice move to make Vince miss, but unable to get positive yardage out of it. So now second and 11 from the 29. 47 seconds to play, still two timeouts. Same formation. Ravenel and Gibson stacked on the right. Now Gibson will motion to the left side of the field. 47 seconds left to play in half number one. And just a small note, coming up at halftime, the KUR halftime report. But we're not looking forward to that right now. 47 seconds left to play. So bunch to the left. Zabo, Hasty, and Gibson before whistles come in. So Kutztown will take their second time out of the half. We'll take this time to send it to Mitchell Smedley. Thanks, Jack. Kutztown taking the time out there to avoid a delay of game penalty. A textbook uh, four-minute offense uh, for Kutztown on this drive. Started way back in their own territory. They've worked the ball down, not, not to the red zone yet, but approaching that area uh, with a chance to go three scores. Some more standing ovations after the uh, big running play on the ground there. Uh, and it's exactly what we talked about. 
working your way down the field methodically with a couple big plays sprinkled in, you have to have some of that high octane to go up against Slippery Rock. They've had it in the air and on the ground. Um, Kutztown's sounds looked awesome so far. Looking to add on. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And just getting back to my previous point, Andre Reed Stadium has been behind Kutztown's back every snap of this season. From that Mercyhurst game starting out the season 0-2 down to the PSCC Championship, and it has certainly helped Judd Novak in his offense and the defense, to say the least. Second and 11 from the 29-yard line. 47 seconds to go in the first half. Golden Bears now down to one timeout. Daryl Davis McNeil motions from out of the backfield, lined out to the right. Three wide receivers to the left. Looking for Husser, the tight end. Just overshot him. It's one of those situations that Novak is starting to look, you know, uncomfortable. Um, overthrowing some passes, it's not ideal. I mean, it's it, you can't afford it. I mean, it's something he's going to be looking forward to in the second half. Um, I mean, we did talk, you know, in our interview about that. So, just a quick adjustment. Third and 11. I would have to say get five to six yards, I think, to feel comfortable sending Evans out there for a field goal. Trips to the left. Novak, one-on-one -on -one to the end zone for Ravenel. Incomplete. Stokes on the coverage. Stokes never looked back for the football, but got an arm on it. Great coverage there from Stokes. And do you send Evitz out to the field? I think what they're going to... I think they might call a timeout and send Evitz out there, or they might go for it. I, I don't agree with going for it. I, I think sending... They're so going to keep go the offense it. on the field. Fourth and 11 from the 29. 39 seconds to go in the first half. Stacks on both sides. Ravenel and Gibson to the right. Zabo and Hasty to the left. Novak takes off to run. 25-20. Gets a block inside the 15 and gets out of bounds. Plenty of yardage for the first down and Kutztown will prolong the drive. The dual threat capabilities of Judd Novak. And you could just strike tell, again. You can tell the frustration with Slipper Rock is just building up right now. You could just see all the coaches throwing their hats on the ground. It's I mean, it's not helping that you're giving up these drives. It, it ultimately is hurting. I mean, you got thirty two seconds left on the clock. I mean, even if you don't get seven, just put three on the board. That that takes you up by seventeen. You get the ball to start the second half as well. It was eighteen for eighteen there, an eighteen yard road for Novak on third down, incomplete out to the running back, Daryl Davis McNeil on that first down play. Second and 10, 29 seconds to play here in the first half. I mean, this is where Kutzen has done a great job in the red zone, converting on points now two out of three, two out of three trips. A fourth down, a punt. I mean, they've done a great job on offense, to say the least. If they can score right here, I mean, it, it puts you up by a lot. But certainly a half you never want to forget. Second and 10 from the 11. Handoff Daryl Davis McNeil. He's going to be bottled up. Picks up a yard. Third down and nine. Six, on the With 21 seconds to go in the half. Timeout is taken. So Kutztown going to take their final timeout of the half. Third down and nine. 
expecting Kutztown to go to the air, but we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, expecting them to go to the air. You got the field goal chance all but locked up here uh, if you don't convert. The trash talk down here from the Kutztown sideline, 22 on defense, I believe that's Stokes has been non-stop this drive, just every single play calling him trash and a bunch of other things I can't repeat on the air. But I don't know why. He's become kind of public enemy number one for a few of those dirty plays. Uh, could be flags. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. Third down and long for the Golden Bears here from the 10-yard line. 21 seconds to play in the half. Golden Bears out of timeouts. Trying to tack on to a two-score lead here in the late stages of this opening half. Could not have drawn up a better start to this one here for KU. No back in the gun. Daryl Davis-McNeil to his right. Gibson and Zabo to the left. Ravenel and Hasty lined up to the right. Novak looking to throw. Flushed out right. Fires to the end zone. It'll be incomplete. Out of the end zone. Smart there by Novak to not force something to the end zone. So now Evitz in the field goal unit onto the field. Trying to make this a 17-0 lead for Kutztown. With 14 seconds to go in the first half. Not leaving Slippery Rock with much time. Evans on the season, 11 for 14, missing three out of his attempt. So that's that's a good percentage, I would say, Jack. I, I, I would take that any day of the week. So this will be a 27-yard attempt for Evans. Snap good, hold good, kick is up, it is through. 27-yard field goal is good for Dawson Evans. 17-0 Golden Bears, 11 seconds to play here in the first half, Josh. And that's a drive that you got to like. So, I mean, Kutztown didn't get seven. I personally think that's okay because, I mean, you get three out of the drive. I mean, it's points on the board. Now, instead of making it a, a two-drive game, it's now a three-drive game that you need to, that Slipper Rock needs to get. And, I mean, we've mentioned this time in and time out, the second and third quarters where they do a lot of their damage. And, I mean... If Kutztown can contain them in that third quarter, I mean, that fourth quarter is going to be really tough for Slippery Rock. On this season, they only have the wrong stack of papers there, Jack. And we'll, and we'll talk about this at halftime with the third quarter. That's been a problematic quarter for the Golden Bears all season long. Slippery Rock, a very potent team all throughout the games, obviously with their 46 points per game. But the third quarter, they make a statement coming out of halftime. That's going to be a big quarter to decide how this game is going to pan out in the next 30 minutes. Kylon Wills will be back to return the kickoff for Slippery Rock. 11 seconds to play in this first half. 17-0 Golden Bears. An incredible first 30 minutes. And barring a big special teams play here for Slippery Rock, Kutztown could put a bow on a great first half. Millard boots it away. Wilson thought about taking it out of the end zone, but he will kneel it down. So starting at the 25-yard line, 11 seconds to go, two timeouts for Slippery Rock. Will they play a passive, just take a knee and be content going to the breakdown by 17, or do they look to air it out and try to get a big chunk play to get themselves the possibility of putting up some points in this first half? And not to mention, too, you can tell Kutstan and Slippery Rock, the coaches up here in the press box are already going back to their respective locker rooms, so... I mean, a couple plays and cuts down. Just 
Long under center. Looks Wait. like he'll just take the knee. That's exactly what he does. Kneel it down as we've reached halftime. Kutztown up 17 to nothing. A perfectly executed 30 minutes. Really outside of the lone blemish of not getting in down at the one yard line. Denied on that QB sneak. It could be a 24 to nothing lead right now for the Golden Bears. But 17 nothing is not too shabby of a first 30 minutes for this Golden Bears group. 30 down, 30 to go. We'll come back with our halftime report here from Andre Reed Stadium coming up. It's hard for me to talk about, but I remember I was late for work and I was speeding. Then I saw the car and I hit the car. And at that point, I just remember everything in slow motion, the car wrapping around me. And I kept thinking to myself, this is it. I'm going to die. Instead, I'm in the hospital. I'm going home tomorrow. But the hardest part with all this is with Andy. He doesn't look me in the eye anymore. He just kind of pats me on the hand. He probably knows that I know that he's going to leave me. And um, I can see that in his face just as clearly as I can see what I've done to mine. Speeding gets you nowhere fast. A public service message brought to you by this station and the U.S. Department of Transportation. I lost my vision five years ago. They called it macular degeneration. I called it devastating. Thought I'd never read again. But then she discovered Talking Books, a free program through the Library of Congress's National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Keeping me connected to my world? Now you're talking. This year, the Talking Book and Braille program celebrates 80 years of delivering books and magazines right to the doorsteps of those unable to read the printed word. Whatever you're into, there's so much to choose. Letting me read what all my friends are reading, too. Now you're talking. Any individual unable to read regular print due to blindness, low vision, or physical handicap is eligible for Talking Books. And it's free. I lost my eyesight back in Vietnam, but Talking Books have really been there for me. The books I want on my own terms, now you're talking. To learn more about Talking Books, call the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped at one 888 read or visit www.loc.gov nls. Before, addiction and depression kept me from living my life. Now, every step I take in recovery benefits everyone. There are many options that make the road to recovery more accessible. It begins with the first step. Join the Voices for Recovery. For information and treatment referral for you or someone you love, call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Do you see that doggy in the shelter? Hi, I'm Buddy, the adorable puppy you adopted from the Humane Society. Meow. I'm Whiskers, a fluffy kitty, just waiting for someone to love me. When you adopt a pet, we hope your new furry friend will become a cherished member of your family. And as Buddy and Whiskers will tell you, the key to success is following the rules to love by. Woof, that's right. Please give me food, water, and exercise every day. To stay healthy, I need the same kind of things you need. Talk to me. I like hearing your voice. 
You're my best friend. Please don't stay mad at me or lock me up as punishment. Remember, I'm probably going to live 10 to 15 years, so take care of me when I get old. One day you'll need someone to take care of you, too. A message from the Montgomery County Humane Society. Visit www.mchumane.org for the complete rules to love by. be your best friend for life. I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future. Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash. As an alternative to recycling? Yeah, an alternative. So we, like, don't have to do it. Recycling. There are lots of planets. Finding one is just a matter of time. Many people say that recycling is pretty simple and convenient. A matter of keeping select items out of the trash. A lot simpler than finding a new planet, Tommy. Come on, there's a bunch of planets out there. Would you recycle on this new planet, Tommy? Or just use it up and throw it away, too. I, I really don't have a clue. Log on to yougottobekidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle. Unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's. Hey, recycling's just not my thing. Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting. Don't be that guy. Unless you want people looking at you funny. Log on to yougottobekidding.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding his skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Whether you're on campus or back home on break, strap on a helmet every time you jump on a bike or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. In 1966 in Anchorage, Alaska, a talented child was born. He would go on to be one out of only 11 Alaskans to make it to the major leagues. The odds of him striking out more than 3,000 hitters? One in 33 million. The odds of this pitcher being selected to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game six times? One in 48 million. The odds of this fastballing philanthropist winning the World Series three times? One in three million. The odds of this man having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Hi, I'm Kurt Schilling. Learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Autism is getting closer to home. From one in 5,000 only 20 years ago, today one in 110 children are diagnosed. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Too many women aren't getting the recommended daily amounts of folic acid. I'm Susan Crosby, President of Women in Government, and on behalf of Women in Government, an organization of state policymakers, I'm here to remind you that folic acid is important for all women, and in particular women who may become pregnant. Insufficient folic acid consumption before and during pregnancy can lead to devastating birth defects of the brain and spinal cord called neural tube defects or NTDs. Folic acid is a B vitamin that works to prevent these birth defects only if taken before conception and during early pregnancy. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that women take a vitamin with 400 micrograms of folic acid every day. Studies show that if all women consumed the recommended amount of folic acid, 
before and during early pregnancy, up to 70% of NTDs could be prevented. To learn more, please visit womeninandgovernment.org. More than 100 million animals are illegally killed each year. Poaching is a major threat to our country's wildlife, but it's just one of the risks animals face. Pervasive and unprecedented destruction of their habitat threatens their very existence as development encroaches on our nation's remaining open spaces. The best way to protect wildlife is to protect the land on which they live. When we make their land safe and protect it from development, we help keep animals from extinction and defend fragile ecosystems. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust works with private landowners to protect wildlife by preserving natural habitats and establishing permanent sanctuaries. Curbing habitat loss is a daunting task, but one that must be undertaken to ensure that wildlife have the wild places they need to survive and thrive in perpetuity. To learn more, call 1-800-729-SAVE, that's 1-800-729-SAVE, or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Hi, I'm Brett Michaels for the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes is a constant battle, testing, treating, fighting to live a normal life. I know, I've had diabetes since I was six years old. A lot of people don't think it's deadly, but diabetes kills more Americans each year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. It's been called a silent epidemic, and without your help, it will keep getting worse. Please join me in the movement to stop diabetes. Share your passion and your story. Get involved in local events like the Tour de Cure or the Step Out Walk. Learn how you can better manage this disease or reduce your odds of developing it. And give what you can to help us spread the word and fund programs like the Diabetes Camps for Kids and research to find a cure. Join the movement at StopDiabetes.com. Help us fight a deadly disease that shortens and burdens the lives of millions of Americans. Together, we can stop diabetes. The bench at the corner bus stop. That little settee by the beauty parlor. When your lungs can't get much air, you don't have the energy to walk far. So all over town, from the grocery store to the bank lobby, you've mapped out places where you can stop and catch your breath. Who wants to live like that? If you have a chronic cough, wheezing, or often feel short of breath, see your doctor and find out if it's COPD. With a simple breathing test called spirometry, your doctor can tell you for sure. The sooner you know, the sooner you can start breathing better and living more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to spend more time doing the things you love and less time looking for a bench, settee, or chair? Learn more, breathe better at copd.nhlbi.nih.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Don't be stupid with your skin, it's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do, find the right and wrong for you. It's time to learn what it's about, cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed, they can turn your skin beet red. Wrinkles come from the UV light, and eight spots make you go frightful sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse. Don't be the one that's tanned dead. 
Use your brain, use your head, it's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Change a light bulb, save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Hi, this is Christina Ricci with RAIN. Every two minutes, another American is sexually assaulted. If you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, you are not alone. Help is just a call or click away through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Please call 1-800-656-HOPE, that's H-O-P-E, or visit RAIN.org, that's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Brought to you by Rain and this station. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadaptive.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how are you will get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can write him a text or knit him a sweater. If you can't be together, you can write him a letter. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you Chat on the game, kick off your flip-flops You can ask on your couch while you binge-watch However you do it, you gotta ask a friend And if they don't share, you can ask again Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking Reach out to a friend about their mental health Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. This is Officer Riz from Reading Police Department. If you have your wipers on due to inclement weather, you must turn on your headlights. If you don't follow this law, you could be fined. So remember, wipers on, headlights on. It's the law. To learn more about traffic safety, visit JustDrivePA.com. Brought to you by PennDOT and this station. Hi. This is Officer Bob Bickham from the Reading Police Department. My department will be joining in nighttime operations 
to enforce Pennsylvania's seatbelt law and crack down on impaired drivers. These types of crashes contribute to hundreds of injuries and fatalities each year. Remember your seatbelt is your first line of defense against impaired drivers. Click it or ticket day and night. Two tickets, two fines. I'm Officer Greg Davis with the Exeter Township Police Department. This month, my department will join Buckle Up PA, the PA Traffic Injury Prevention Project, and safety partners across the country to crack down on drivers who do not properly secure young riders in car seats. We will be highlighting the importance of buckling up as well as helping parents and guardians take advantage of safety resources. Law enforcement will be writing tickets to save lives. Please buckle up. Wildfires burn millions of acres across the country each year. And each year, wildland firefighters battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. For some communities, it's not a question of if wildfires strike, but when. And a single ember can travel more than one mile. As it twists and turns and floats through the air, that single ember can find its way to where you live and can ignite and destroy your home or your community. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. You can't control where the ember will land, but you can control what happens when it does. You can take action now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. Prepare, protect, prevail. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Halftime at Andre Reed Stadium. 17-0 Kutztown leads Slippery Rock. Some adversity that Slippery Rock has not seen all year. They've been shut out at halftime for the first time all season long. They have to rebound and do it quickly over these next 30 minutes. Kutztown can't play a much better first half than they did here today. Uh, but that does not mean you can take the rest of this game off. No. Josh, the third quarter has been something that's been so indicative for both of these teams, whether it's Slippery Rock being so successful in the third quarter and for Kutztown taking a little bit of a step off and just kind of coasting through that third quarter before they turn things back on in the fourth quarter. They cannot afford to do that today. Not against this team. No. Not against a team of this caliber in Slippery Rock with how dynamic an offense they pose. Just because you shut them out to the first 30 doesn't mean that the next 30 is going to be the same way. They're going to come out. They're going to respond. They know they want to have this game. Get some revenge for what happened two years ago when Kutztown beat them in the 2021 PSSC Championship game. Some of these guys for Slippery Rock were on that team. Kutztown's got to come out. they got to keep their pedal, keep the pedal to the metal and not let their foot up off the gas. Absolutely. You said it perfectly. Kutztown has coasted through that third quarter. Um, and it, you can't afford that in a type of game like this. But I... I, I I think I mentioned it um, before we stepped aside for halftime. I mean, Kutztown just looks different. So I don't expect that this will happen today. Um, I mean, throughout the season, they have done a good job with correcting that. Um, that Westchester game, they did get a little um, bumped up in that third quarter, I would say. But I just have a different feeling about this game that it won't happen. I don't know what it is. I can't really even describe it. But I just I have a good feeling that it, that will not happen today, I think. Everyone knows the stakes are too high to even consider 
taking your foot off the gas. So I don't expect that to happen, and if it does, we could be looking at a different type of game. Well, we mentioned Sleeper Rock was shut out in the first half, but let's take a look at what went so wrong for them. Only four first downs, 11 rushes for 30 yards, 38 passing yards. I mean, these are numbers that are drastically lower than what they've been putting up all year. They came in today averaging 185 rushing yards per game, just shy of 300 passing yards per game. Their numbers are nowhere near that as of this moment in time. Good Sanders really stifled them defensively. They have posed something that this group really hasn't seen much of all year, and this is a lockdown defense for KU. They've really come to play through the first 30 minutes. Braden Long looks very uncomfortable there as the quarterback, not really being able to find his really consistency, whether it be the short passing game, intermediate, or even the big shots. And the one big shot they took down the field was intercepted on a heck of a play by C.J. Brown with a one-handed interception on the left side of the near end zone uh, for us. But call him Odell Beckham Jr. with that. Guy. I mean, that was unbelievable. I really hope someone got a picture of that because I would, I, I would love to frame that on my wall. I mean, that's just one of those memories that, like, I don't think I'll ever relive again. I mean, I mean, that'll be the first thing on C.J. Brown's highlight reel. Highlight absolutely. Table, you know, tell you that right now. But for Kutztown, I especially offensively, I'm going to turn it over to that side. Judd Novak has had a great first half with his legs. 76 pass yards through the air, and he's got 58 yards on the ground, long of 18. Slippery Rock has really failed to account for the threat that Judd Novak possesses on the ground. Daryl Davis McNeil as well, 87 yards of the touchdown. For KU, coming into the day, we knew the Slippery Rock defense could get a little bit exposed uh, with their rush defense, and Kutztown has really done a nice job uh, of running the ball so effectively in that first half. 180, 166 rushing yards on 28 carries in that first half. Big time rushing day in the first half. Already over the average of what Super Rock allows in a game. Absolutely. I mean, just Kutzan has shown up um, and they've had the support of Andre Reed Stadium for the entire game. I, I think I mentioned it already. I mean, from the first snap, snap of that um, Mercyhurst game till now, I mean, Andre Reed Stadium has behind been you know, helping them out every step of the way. They've been with this Golden Bear football team every step of the way. And, I mean, that's that's something that helps. And, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I mean, a clear advantage. You're playing at Andre Reed Stadium. That's probably the biggest advantage you've got. I mean, to basically shut out the best offensive team in the PSAC that gives up uh, 46 points per game. You shut them out in the first half. I mean, it's impressive to say the least, but... You certainly can't take off this second half. Absolutely not. Specifically this third quarter. You cannot. You cannot afford to do that. And it's been such a fundamentally sound first half for Kutztown. They have 13 first downs and Slippery Rock's four. You look at third down conversions, Kutztown is 7 of 12, Slippery Rock 1 of 5, and Slippery Rock came into the day converting on 56% of their third down attempts. They're just 1 of 5 today. You look at time of possession, Kutztown just shy of 20 minutes of time of possession in that first half, comparatively to Slippery Rock just over 10 minutes. I mean, every facet of the game is in Kutztown's favor right now through the first 30 minutes, and an added bonus, they received the second half kickoff up 17, so they try to... You know, they, excuse me, they have an opportunity right out of the gates in the second half to add on to their lead. Absolutely. And I don't want to look back here because I, I think this might be a little bit of uh, bad karma for the Golden Bears, but we mentioned it. I mean, that week two game against Cal U, they went in the half up 20 nothing and couldn't produce a single point in that second half. So I'm kind of concerned that this will happen today. I think a type of caliber game like this will not, will not happen. But Kickoff. 
Fielded by Ravenel at the 11. 15 to the 20, to the 25. Cuts back and he will be chopped down at the 28 yard line and that is where the Golden Bears will start the second half. I think if he would have cut a little more to the right through that small hole, small hole, excuse me, he would have been gone. And I mean, what type of statement would that be to start the opening second half with a running it back for a touchdown? I mean, unreal. But that's I would say this is a bad starting position. First and ten Bears. from the twenty-eight. Hasty lined out to Novak's left. Ravenel and Gibson lined out to his right. Daryl Davis McNeil in the backfield. First and ten from the twenty-eight to start the second half for Kutztown. Up 17 to nothing over Slippery Rock of the PSC title game. Daryl Davis McNeil starts the second half on the ground. Fights his way out across the 30 to the 33-yard line. And Jack, I pick up to, a five. I hate to interrupt you here, but I just want to note something. If you look right where number 81 is, do you see who that is on crutches without pads on? That is Jordan Davis. Oh, man. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow without Davis on the field. I mean, is it a precaution that you don't put him back out there? I mean, I hope it's just for today. That would be a big loss to the Golden Bear offense, Jack. Well, we've seen Jaden Stewart at points this year for Kutztown in a 100-yard game against Bloomsburg. So he is the immediate backup to Daryl Davis McNeil. They'll swing it out to Daryl Davis McNeil. 35-40. Fights his way in across the 45 to the 46-yard line. Lower the shoulder. Get those extra yards. 13 and good for a Golden Bear first down. I mean, just make him sit down at that point. He just ran right over him. Great job by Daryl Davis McNeil. Exactly what you want. And, you know... I mean, it, we just mentioned how, you know, Jordan Davis would not be seeing the field the second half. I mean, he's still with the Golden Bear team every step of the way. First and 10 from the 46. Novak looks to throw. He's got to keep it out in the flat. Cross midfield, dances, and he will be shoved out of bounds at the 46-yard line of Slippery Rock. And you mentioned, Jack, that Kutztown, you were worried that they wouldn't be coming out swinging. And, I mean, I just have a quick question. Is this your answer, or are you still a little bit worried? A game is never over until it's over. And with a team a like Slippery Rock's I'm on, capability. I'm on the same, same wavelength with Kutztown, there, but, I mean, it looks better and better by the minute. It's been an optimistic you know, outlook on their performance today, but you got to keep it going. A lot of time left in this one. Handoff, Daryl Davis McNeil. No, excuse me, Novak's going to keep it. Down to the 41. Pick up a five and good for another Golden Bears first down. So one of the biggest questions I had to the start of the second half is obviously adjustments were going to need to be made. Um... But what are those adjustments going to look like? And I don't think we're seeing those adjustments just yet from Slippery Rock, specifically on, on defense. So that's my biggest concern at this point. Uh, not a concern, but what I'm looking forward to, actually. First and 10 from the Slippery Rock, 41. Three wide receivers to the right. It's Hasty, Gibson, and Ravenel is swinging out to Hasty on a wide receiver screen. Inside the 35 and knocked down at the 34-yard line. Pickup of seven, second down and three. And this Slipper Rock defense looks, they just don't have an answer for this Golden Bears offense right now. They haven't had an answer all day. 
Some other big-time games happening around the PSAC today. Shepard, a 28-19 lead over Mercyhurst as they sit behind Kutztown right now in the Atlantic Regional Rankings. East Stroudsburg trailing Kutztown as well in those rankings. They're knotted up at 7 against Cal U. At this moment in time, we will continue to give you scoring updates around the conference as the day goes on, specifically those two, as those have a big impact on the regional rankings. Daryl Davis McNeil on the ground. Just shy of the 30 at the 31. It is good enough for a first down, so a three-yard run for Daryl Davis McNeil gets Kutztown a new and set you, of downs. And you can tell the frustration is starting to build up a little bit more on Slippery Rock. With that, it looked like a elite hit, but no not. flag comes in. Wondering if that changes, and wonder if they call that for both sides. It's gonna be interesting. Just a small note. Back to the ground game. Daryl Davis McNeil trying to fight his way forward. He will be bottled up. No gain on the play. Not to mention, too, Goodson's doing a great job with clock management here. It might not seem like a Jack. 10.30 left to play. Already almost five minutes gone in this third quarter. And Kutztown executing the game plan to a T. Keep that offense on the sideline. And they have been stifling on defense when that high-powered Superrock offense yeah, has I think he meant been to, on the field. I think he meant to say keep the defense on the sideline, keep the offense on the field. But I I, I mean, I, I'm i on the same wavelength with you. I think if you keep the defense on the sideline, I, I definitely think that there's more of an advantage because Superrock's offense is just so powerful. Jaden Stewart. His first carry of the day, down to the 27. Pick up a four, third down and six. Clutch sound on the day has done well with third downs. Converting seven of 12. So we'll see Steven Burkhart out onto the field. Slipper Rocket and Loud. Can Kutztown convert? Novak. Design quarterback run. He's going to be wrapped up for a loss. It was Andrew Vince there on the tackle. You mentioned Slipper Rock really did not account for Judd Novak on the ground in that first half. You see an early second half adjustment there as they stay home on the quarterback keeper. And Vince slings down Novak for a loss. And they're going to go for it. Fourth downs, Kutzen has done just as well. But now Slippery Rock has a good amount of momentum. 8.50 left to play. Fourth and 12 from the 33. Gibson and Zabo to the left. Ravenel and Hasty to the right. Daryl Davis McNeil in the backfield. Novak takes the snap. Steps up, fires across the middle, caught by Ravenel. Good for the first down to the 16-yard line. A pickup of 17 through the air on a Golden Bears first down. Just Slippery Rock cannot find an answer pretty much for any means necessary. I mean, that's just too easy. Ravenel was they wide cannot, open on they, that play. They specifically, they cannot find an answer on fourth downs. I mean, they stood, put stand up on at the one, 
on the on Kutsan's first drive of the day, but after that, they could not find an answer. Not even one. Just a simple in route there from Ravenel. Catch and run of 17. Good for a Golden Bear first down to the 16-yard line. Novak right back to the air. Looking end zone for Makai Gibson. Caught for the touchdown. Makai Gibson. A 16-yard touchdown reception. And it's 23 to nothing, Golden Bears. Josh, we mentioned they can't take the third quarter off. And they just continue to roll. Exactly. Exactly what you want. And I don't know if you saw that, Jack. Jerome Cap going down to the sideline to congratulate his former teammates. Oh, this is looking better and better by the minute. A beautiful Slippery Rock is struggling to find an answer. Evans on to attempt the extra point. Snap good, hold good. Extra point is up. It is through. 24-0 Kutztown. And a beautiful I... corner route to the back right corner of the end zone, and Gibson hauls it in. 24-0 Kutztown. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley for the first time in the second half. Thank you, Jack. Can it get any louder in here? What a first drive. Who struggles in the third quarter? Not Kutztown. Man, oh, man. It's the second time today I've been standing down here next to James and Abby, KUR represented, along the sideline. And I, uh, I've been puzzled as to why we're going for it on 4th and 11, 4th and 12, when we could try long field goals and put some points on the board. Well, they're seeing something. The conversions have been fairly easy for Kutztown for some reason, like you guys were talking about. No defense on 4th and long. I don't understand it. I will not understand it. But Novak, great job finding it and then finding Gibson in the end zone right in front of us. What a celebration. That is a riled-up sideline right now. Absolutely incensed in the corner of the end zone after that catch. Back up to you guys. Thank, Thank you, you, Mitch. We almost said that together. I'm so sorry about that. In Thank sync. you, Mitch. I mean, on this, I, I, I told you a couple times we're on the same wavelength. I think that proves why. I mean, 24-0 Kutztown, a 16-yard touchdown grab from Makai Gibson, that redshirt freshman connection between Novak and Gibson has been strong all year long. And they do it again here. Kickoff taken at the 8-yard line. Dancing across the 15. Flag comes in. To the Jack. 23. Flag does come in from behind the play. Usually that indicates either a block in the back or a hold. And we have a scuffle at the end of the play. Players are coming in from the Slippery Rock sideline to help try to break this thing up. As both teams will separate. No flags fly. Temper starting to flare, especially on the Slippery Rock sideline. They're down 24-0. And I, I hate to cut you off, Jack, but that's just something you need to cut out. Specifically in a type of game like this, your emotions can't get too much. You cannot afford a type of penalty like an unsportsmanlike conduct. And so far, Josh, this has been the most fundamentally sound, mistake-free game we've seen Kutztown play all year. Offensively, defensively, special teams. Kutztown has not taken a penalty yet today. Something they've been so good at all year is limiting the penalties. They have not taken a single one today. With the penalty flag down, it's going to put Slippery Rock back at their own six-yard line here to start their first drive of the second half. Long of the gun, three wide receivers to his left, one to his right. Long, looking to throw. Out right. Completes it, gets it to about the 11, gate of about four. Logan Ramper on the reception, Antoine Lloyd, the one to force him out of bounds. 
Long, looking to throw Wary coming in on the blitz. They'll dump it out there to Khalid, Dor Khalid Dorsey. Fights his way to the 13, pickup of two. And a third and short coming up for Slipper Rock. Can Quintstown get off the field early? Can they force another three and out? Third down and four from the 13. Three wide receivers to the left of Long. Takes the snap, looks out right. Fires caught by Ramper. Lord there to bring him down. Gets to the 19 yard line, pickup of six. Good for a Slippery Rock first down and a much needed one at that. And we saw this a little bit in the first half with that one drive, Slippery Rock can move quick. Right back to the air, dumps underneath the tight end, Cruz across the 20, fights his way down towards the 25. And he does get across the 25 to the 26. High along the tackle. Looking to move quickly here. Pickup of six on the play. Excuse me, pickup of seven. Second down and three. The Rock picking up the tempo. Hand off to Dorsey. Fights his way to the 29. Pickup of three. Third and short once again. Just shy of the line to gain. Can Clutchdown get a stop? And Silverhawk really has to keep with this pace. Just over six minutes to play in this third quarter. Not only did Kutztown score on their first drive, but they took off a They're lot of time They're going to give them the that. first down, Jack. So they are going to give them the first down on that run. They'll say Dorsey got just enough to get there. The line again was the 29-yard line. That is where the football is spotted. So initially they said third and inches. They give them the first down, and a new set of downs for the Rock. Long in the gun. Four wide receivers on the field. Dumps underneath to the running back, Dorsey. Across the 35. Across the 40. Fighting out of some tackles with a swarm of Golden Bears. Corral him. Dorsey to the 41-yard line. Pick up of 12 and another slippery rock first down. Five and a half minutes to go in this third quarter. 24-0 Kutztown leads. And they're doing a nice job with trying to turn down as much time as possible. Just... Giving off those first downs, they're not giving up those big type plays. Give to Dorsey, lowers his shoulder to the 43, pickup of two, second down and eight for Slippery Rock. Five minutes left to play in the third quarter. And that last drive for Kutztown, 11 plays, 72 yards, took up seven minutes and 12 seconds. I mean, that's the drive doing all day. That's a drive you need. Into the flats for the tight end, Waltman. Lloyd on the tackle, down to the 48, pick up a five, third and three for Slippery Rock. I've already converted one third down on this drive. Two of six on the day, long in the gun, three wide receivers to his left. Sheets, Russell, and Waltman, the tight end, looking underneath for Ramper, incomplete. Fourth and three, and we got a decision coming up for Slippery Rock. You gotta keep the offense out on the field at this point in my mind. Down 24 to nothing with 4.25 to go in the third quarter. If you're Slippery Rock, you need some points. You need to go for it. You have no other choice. I mean. Pivotal play in this third quarter. 12 on the play clock. Andre Reed is loud. 
A lot of motion going on here from Slippery Rock on this play. Empty backfield. Long takes the snap. Looking to throw. Underneath, caught by Cam Cruz inside the 45, down to the 43 for the first down and more. And Slippery Rock keeps the drive alive. Just too easy there for Slippery Rock. Yeah, it looked like everyone was dropping back because they knew it was going to go down, uh, pretty much downfield. But, I mean, it's something you can't afford. Cam Cruz. Specifically a team like this. Catch and run for the first down. Right back to the air. Looking for Cruz. Incomplete. Almost. Wary with a great read there to get out there and get a hand on it to knock it down. Second and 10 from the Golden Bears 42-yard line. Almost intercepted it. And, Jack, I hate to know, but, I mean, if he would have picked that, he would have had all the room in the world. A lot of room to run. Would have been a big return. Not sure where he would have had the wheels to get that all the way back to the end zone, but would have been another... Big defensive play for the Golden Bears. 3.59 left to play in the third quarter. Second down and 10. From the 42. Long. Flushed out right. He'll just fire it into his own sideline. Third down and 10 from the 42. Good job from Kutztown to get home with the pressure. And like I said, that's... Uh... That's number 58 once again, Kyrie Butler stepping up. And not to mention, too, I mean, we talked about the, the youthfulness of a team. Freshman. Collapse in the pocket. Exactly what you want. And, Josh, one of the most surprising things to me for Slipper Rock, especially on the offensive end of the ball, Kyle Sheets has had no impact on this game. He was their leading receiver coming into the day, just shy of 1,000 yards in the season. He has not had a single reception to this point of the game. That's a great job by Kutstown. Handoff up the middle. Great job there by Jalen DeVos to drive Chris Dior backwards there. He did get down to the 38 pickup of four. Fourth down and six for Slippery Rock. And they're going to go for it once more. Not surprisingly, they will keep the offense out on the field. 3.30 and counting in this third quarter. Sean lets his team in need of points on this drive. Sheets and Ramp are the lone receivers out wide. Over the middle. Intercepted! Intercepted by Tyler Weary. And the Kutztown sideline is erupting. Would have been a turnover on downs anyway, but the interception, just the cherry on top for Kutztown there. Second turnover of the game for Slipper Rock. Second interception thrown and by Braden Long. And not to mention, too, that's his fourth interception on the season. Fourth. Half, of his, half of his interceptions on the season have come today, Josh. Yeah. I, Just an I, I uncharacteristic mean, game for Braden Long and this entire Slippery Rock team. I mean, we mentioned it like during the break. He just looks so uncomfortable. I mean, unbelievable. And I think that was picked by Weary, wasn't it? Yes, it was. He almost had one, and he finally got it. One of the captains of the Golden Bears, one of the defensive leaders as the middle linebacker. Weary's been making big plays his entire Golden Bear career, and he makes another one there. Handoff, Daryl Davis-McNeil. 40, 45, dives across midfield. Probably they'll spot him right at midfield. Pickup of 16 and another Golden Bear first down, the first of this drive, but they have been getting first downs all day long. Slipper Rock does not have an answer. Not one for this Golden Bears offense. Not one. And, I mean... 
talking to Jim Clements this morning. They had a game plan, and I don't know what it is, but it's working. Novak in the gun. Gibson and Rabinell lined up to his right. Right back to the ground game. Terrell Davis McNeil lowers his shoulder, fights for yardage. Gets about two down to the 48. Second down and eight. This fast-moving third quarter, just over two minutes to play. It's looking better and better by the minute, and one of our biggest concerns, I think, has finally been answered, saying that Kutztown, do they take the third quarter off? They have not. Josh, I don't know, you know, I don't care how optimistic you could have been going into this game if you're on the Kutztown side. I'm not sure you saw it going this, this way through no, the first three I, quarters. No, I, I have not. Right back to the ground game. 45-40. Daryl Davis McNeil wrapped up at the 38-yard line of Slippery Rock. Pickup of 10. Good for a first down. And not to mention, too, Slippery Rock on the season gives up 20 points per game. I mean, that number is sure to go up. I mean, 24 points so far through three quarters, and Kutztown is just inching closer and closer to that red zone. I mean, unbelievable. And something we haven't talked about today, Kutztown controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, but really you have to credit this offensive line. Tip your cap. They have been physical. They've imposed their will all day long, especially with the rushing attack. Jaden Stewart, 35-30. Burst of speed. Bumped out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Pickup of 13 and another Golden Bears first down on the ground. Slippery Rock does not have an answer. Cannot stop this Golden Bears rushing attack. And it's so degrading as a defense just seeing Kutztown be able to chew off this much time and be able to just run it right down your throat knowing you can't respond. No matter how physical you try to be, nothing is seeming to work here for Slippery Rock here this afternoon. We mentioned at the top of the broadcast, this is a team who has not been tested practically at all this year. They got tested today, and their response has not been up to snuff. They'll go right back to the ground game, down to the 21 pickup of four on that first down play. And that will take us to the end of the third quarter as the time continues to tick down. 24-0 Kutztown. Second and seven from the 22 at the start of the fourth quarter. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. As the team comes off an amazing round of applause, a standing ovation in parts of the stadium as they walk off of the field. It's becoming every single time they walk off the field. It started with that amazing interception by Brown, and it's continued. Uh, Gibson got one when he caught his touchdown. Just this crowd has been absolutely nothing short of extraordinary today. They showed up. Kutztown has showed up. I don't think Slippery Rock got off the bus today. Like you said, I don't care what you thought. I thought we would win the game. I know you were predicting a blowout, and we've got a blowout. It's just the other direction. What a crazy, crazy turn of events so far today. The captains, though, stepping up. The big playmakers stepping up and making plays in the big moment. Starts with Novak. We talked about Brown. Wary, you know, he almost had the pick. Then he got one. Just absolutely tremendous plays from all your tremendous players. Really, it's a clinic down here right now. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And Jack is looking better and better by the minute. 45 great minutes of football 
under their belt, just trying to wrap up these final 15. Second and seven from the 22-yard line. And dare I say, I have a better word than great, exceptional. 45 minutes of exceptional football. You can't ask for much more. High snap, gives it off to Stewart, spins out of a tackle. Picks up a couple more down to the 23rd down and five. Kutztown searching for their second PSAC championship in the last three seasons. Champions in 2021 defeating the same opponent in Slippery Rock. Both these teams failed to reach the PSAC title game last year as it was IUP taking down Shepard in the 2022 title game. But both of these teams resurged to their regular level of expectations and meet again in the PSAC title game, and it's been all Kutztown through the first three-plus quarters of this game here today at Andre Reed Stadium. Down to five on the play clock. Third down and five from the 20. Three wide receivers to the right. Darrell Davis-McNeil stumbled and just got back to the line of scrimmage. No gain. Fourth down and five here for Kutztown. Evitz, no sign of him coming on the field. They, they want to go for it. Actually, no. My apologies, Evitz. Evitz and company out on so the field. The field goal unit out onto the field. Dawson Evitz will attempt his second field goal of the day. Hit a 27-yarder in the final seconds of the first half. 37-yard attempt from Evitz trying to make this a 27-0 game in the early stages of this fourth quarter. Snap good, hold good. Kick is on the way from Evitz. Up and... No good. Wide right on the 37-yard attempt. So the lead stays at 24 for Kutztown. 13-27 to go in the fourth quarter. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thanks, guys. I like the thinking there. Trying to make it a four-possession game officially as it stands now. Three touchdowns, three two-point conversions would tie this ball game up. Um, just, you know, missed it. Just pulled it a little bit. Um, it's okay, though. Got to stop the bleeding here, though. You can't let that be... Uh, uh, Spark for the Slippery Rock offense and, and the defense then after that. You can't let it snowball. Uh, special teams plays can serve as that sort of match uh, that starts the fire, so to speak. So, got to limit the damage here to just a missed field goal. Back up to you. First down carry from Chris Dior out to the 25-yard line. Pick up a five there for Slippery Rock. Time not on their side. The only fortunate thing is they have all the timeouts, and that's really about it. They got four, 13 minutes. Down by three scores. Swung out wide by Long, incomplete. Kyle Sheets was the intended target. Third down and five, 12.59 to play. That is what separates Kutztown from a PSAC crown. And a probable home game, too, in the first round. And not to mention, too, I mean, if they could shut out Slipper Rock, what would that do to their points per game? That is really going to go down if they can. Third and five. Out. Dior motions out of the backfield. Going to swing it out to him. Across the 25, spins across the 30. To the 33, pickup of eight, and good for a first down for Slippery Rock. Keeps the drive alive. And that's not a problem for Kutztown. I mean, you give, up, give them the underneath. You're up by 24. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll give the underneath any day of the week at this point. You see Kutztown playing with the two high safeties there. Drew Henzer. Yeah. Keeping everything C.J. Brown front. limiting the deep shots. Check it down to Dior. Slides down. 
rather should say dive down at the 34 after hauling it in pickup of just a yard and again with the fourth quarter time ticking down you want to dump it down to a yard to your running back fine by me if I'm if I'm Kutztown's defense I, I will gladly exchange that long looking to throw right back to Dior flag flies so, Jim Clements, irate running up to the official. Looks so the, like it could be a possible face mask call here. So there's about four different flags on this play. There's one right at the 37, one at the 36, one at like the 42, I'd say. So I'm just interested to see what, what the actual penalties are at this point. Cause there These are, are only the cuts down sideline. I mean... It's most likely going to be a couple of unsportsmanlike conducts on both sides of the on both teams. I think the 36 is on Slippery Rock. The 40 is going to be on Kutztown. The 36, that the other one at the 37, excuse me, is probably going to be a holding on Slippery Rock. So my guess is that the two unsportsmanlike conducts, the one at the 36, one at the 42, are going to offset. They'll keep the holding and force it on Slippery Rock. I. That's my best guess. So we shall see. Plenty of flags flying on the play. I think everyone that had a flag probably threw it, Jack. So, Josh, you were accurate in the assessment of offsetting penalties. It was an illegal blindside block on Slippery Rock. Almost like Kutztown. And which our referee announced as an illegal blindside block on the defense, which got a ruse out of the uh, Kutztown faithful here. But illegal blindside block on the offense and a face mask call on Kutztown. Those penalties will offset second down and nine from the 34. With the offsetting penalties, the play does not count, so they will replay the down. Long, looking to throw. Everything is covered up down the field. Fires it, and intercepted! Anton Lloyd jumped around, intended for Khalid Dorsey. Beautiful play from Anton Lloyd to read where that football was going. Jumped around in the third pick of the day for Braden Long. He threw two interceptions all year coming into this game. Three thrown this afternoon. A fantastic display here from Kutztown. We'll send it down to Mitchell Spedley. Thank you, Jack. They're hopping along the sideline. A little design celebration down here for the defense after their third interception on the day. That's more than he had all season long. A career low play, uh, a career low day of play for this man right here. For Kutztown, though, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, you could not find a happier bunch of guys. Not only uh, does that put possession back, but it keeps the hands, uh, keeps the football in the hands of the Kutztown running backs, able to run this clock out. Right. Uh oh. Thank you, Mitch. First down play inside the 35 on the run from Daryl Davis to be to the 34. Pick up of eight. And the fantastic afternoon for Kutztown just keeps getting better offensively, defensively, special teams been the most complete showing this year from Kutztown. 
I think that NCAA Division II football level has been put on notice. This is a statement game for Kutztown, Josh. Absolutely no way around that. Sleepy Rock, who's been one of the most dominant teams in the nation all year, has been completely shut down this afternoon at Andre Raid Stadium. In the gun, right back to the ground game. Daryl Davis McNeil inside the 30. Flag flies behind the play. This means it's likely coming back. And a late flag flies after Daryl Davis McNeil was down as well. So we'll see what that second flag was called for. Most likely he's going to be holding on Kutztown as the first penalty. An unsportsmanlike conduct. Now the question is on who? Holding is going to be on Trey Bernstein. No question about it. Um, but unsportsmanlike conduct, who is that going to be on? Trey Bernstein is the center, but was coming over towards our near side to catch a block. Um, so, just interesting. So, there are two penalties on Kutztown. Joshi. Nailed the first holding with Trey Bernstein, the center, number 72, getting penalized. Uh, Makai Gibson was also called for a hold on the play, blocking on the outside. They decline the holding on Gibson. They will enforce the holding on Bernstein. It'll be second down and 12 from the 44. Ravenel, Gibson, and Zabo, the three receivers lined up to the left of Novak. Daryl Davis McNeil takes the handoff. Across the 40, down to the 35 yard line. Pickup of nine on the play. Going to set up a third down and three. So that was a great job by Daryl Davis McNeil. You just saw that small hole towards the middle, just cut right through it. Burst right through the secondary until they ultimately did trip him up. I mean, erase the penalty pretty much. I mean, you give up the down, but that's about it. Nearly five minutes gone in this fourth quarter. Third and three from the Slippery Rock 35-yard line. Novak looks to throw. Now going to take it and run with it. Fights his way inside the 30. Still on his feet. Judd Novak, such a tough runner, refusing to go down. Ultimately, he's wrapped up at the 26-yard line. Pickup of seven on the play, and good for another Golden Bears first down. Josh Stokes there on the tackle. And this long afternoon for Slipper Rock continues to get longer. It's going to be a rough About four bus ride back. Four and a half ride back. Across the Commonwealth. Stewart takes the handoff, tried to bounce it outside. He'll be wrapped up for a loss on the play. Loss of two back to the 27, as they said Novak got down to the 25 on that run. 8.50 left to play in quarter number four. Just eight minutes, 50 seconds away from a PSAC championship and eight minutes, 50 seconds away from shutting out the best offense in the PSAC, probably one of the top offenses in the country. Seventh nationally in points per game with Slippery Rock coming into today's game. That number certainly going to go down.
Novak, design quarterback run. He's got blocks inside the 20, inside the 15, to the 14-yard line. Pickup of 13 on the play. Good for a Golden Bears first down. Judd Novak continues to make this Slippery Rock defense pay with his legs. It's just a force to be reckoned with. I mean, if you look at this Slippery Rock defense, they've been on the field 69 plays compared to the Kutztown's defense who's been on the field for 42 plays. Over the course of a full 60 minutes, that is going to wear you down defensively. Slippery Rock definitely looks fatigued on the defensive end right now. No doubt about it. They, they're, they're struggling, to say the least. Stewart, inside the 10. Gets wrapped up at the seven yard line. Pickup of seven on first down. And I mean, you can tell it just Slippery Rock is, is discouraged. I mean, I I said I said earlier in the broadcast, uh, I mean, Slippery Rock has not seen a defense like Kutztown yet. And I mean, it shows, it certainly shows. And, I, and we mentioned time in and time out. If Kutztown wins the championship, it's going to th be through mostly their defense, and it shows. Right back to Stewart. Fights out of a tackle. Still pushing his way forward. Got a hard-fought yard down to the six. Sets up a third and short. 6.45 left to play. And I mean... I hate to say that it's over because I mean we know the phrase it's not over till it's over but I mean it's looking better and better by the minute six and a half minutes to play 24 nothing a touchdown here would pretty Ice. much wrap this one up for Kutztown in a dominating display here this afternoon it's been the most complete game we've seen out of this Golden Bears team all year long the defense has always shown up the offense has been a bit sporadic here goes Daryl Davis-McNeil. He'll be slung down at the one-yard line. Good for a first down and sets up first and goal for Kutztown. At the two, so. I mean, it's almost looking like Kutztown is playing a Slipper Rocks offense. Just not the big-time passing numbers that Slipper Rocks offense displays, but with the rushing numbers, I mean, Kutztown is having... Their best game of the year. 269 rush yards for Kutztown, and comparatively, Slippery Rock has 44 on the day. 406 total yards for Kutztown at 138 for Slippery Rock. Those are numbers you cannot make up. Right back to Daryl Davis McNeil. Fighting his way towards the goal line and in for the touchdown. Two-yard touchdown run for Daryl Davis McNeil. His second rushing score of the afternoon. And make it 30 to nothing, Kutztown. A score that nobody could have predicted coming into the day. But that's just how dominant Kutztown has looked this afternoon. And dare I quote our sideline reporter, Mitchell Smedley, but who was supposed to score the 46 points today? You always want to peak at the end of the year. You, you want to get your struggles out of the way early. Kutztown has done just that. Extra point from Evitz is good. 31-0 Golden Bears. They lost their first two games. They've won eight in a row. And it looks like they're going to make it nine this afternoon and capture their second PSAC crown in three years. We'll set it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Jack, I am just so impressed by these Golden Bears, all of them. 
the coaches, the players. I have never seen a more fundamentally sound game of football on a big stage like this. It's the PSAC championship game, and they played their best game of the season by far. It's not even close. Every facet of the game has been on point. You've had your offense up and down the field all day long. Your defense, they're pitching a shutout to what is correctly identified by Josh as one of the top offenses in the country. Really, special teams hasn't even had to do much. You have a missed field goal and a short punt. That's all. That's a pretty sound football team to me. It's over. What a great game for a great team. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. You said it perfectly, my friend. A great football team that played as one team, one unit. Nate Millard getting set to kick it away. Just over five minutes to go. A squib kick that's going to bounce out of bounds. Slipper Rock will start at the 35-yard line. Not what Millard was intending to do there. So the ball will start at the 35, correct, Rick? Correct. And that's, you know, one of the little hiccups that you can nitpick if you're Coach Clements, but... Yeah, that's one simple correction. That's that's it. One simple correction, other than the fact that... I mean, Slipper Rock did have those two drives where they it looked like they were getting some momentum, and you quickly stopped. You know, if you look at Kutztown's overall game today, very few mistakes. I mean, that's one of the few blips on the radar for this Golden Bears team, but you cannot cannot play much better than Kutztown has played no. so far here this afternoon. No. Imposing their will. They've been the more dominant team. It has been a crooked showing in the scoreboard. They will dump it down to Chris Dior across the 40 to the 45. Down to the 47-yard line. Pickup of 12 on the catch and run. Good for a Slippery Rock first down. Got to pick up the tempo here if you're Slippery Rock. Just over five minutes to play. A group that coasted their way through the regular season up until this title game. But a reality check has been served to Slippery Rock across midfield and down to the 45-yard line of Kutztown goes Cohen Russell. The Lackawanna transfer. Josh, you mentioned it. They haven't played a defense that of Kutztown's caliber all season long. And Kutztown has shut them down all day long. Long look at the throw. Rolls out, fires over the middle, caught by Dior. No, not caught by Dior. Thought about cutting it upfield and running before he fully hauled it in. And that's been the story of Slippery Rock all day. I mean, they just... Jack, let's be honest with ourselves here. They cannot catch a break to save their lives. And it's it's at a, at a point you have to catch a break. They've been looking... They've, they've looked uncomfortable all day long. They've, they've sped themselves up. You know, you've seen that numerous times where a guy looks to run before he fully catches the football. Novak, once Andre rebound, he got it. He's getting it. A lot of mistakes here today for Slippery Rock. Plenty of things to clean up before they make the playoffs. Throw to the sideline. Nearly picked up by Justin Harris. Long tried to throw it away. But instead, didn't get it all the way to the sideline. He was nearly picked off by Justin Harris. It was almost Long's fourth interception of the day. And a nightmare of a game for Slippery Rock. The final nail on the coffin was almost just hammered home there. Pretty much. And they're going to go for it on fourth down. I mean, you have to. You have to. You're down 31 with 420 and counting. Swing it out to Dior. Inside the 45. 
Makes a cut, gets down to the 40. Pick up a five, good for a slippery rock first down. That was a completion, by the way, on that last play. Went through the hands of Justin Harris and was caught by a slippery rock receiver on the sideline. I'm trying to clear up some confusion as I portrayed it in the sense that it was incomplete. These teams meet. A little scuffle after the catch. But it is broken up, no flags fly. Time continuing continuing to tick off. 3.40 to go. And I believe Sibrock's going to burn a timeout. And On an I uncharacteristic day for Sean Lutz's Slipper Rock team. He is having a word with the officials at this timeout. He seems a little irate on that far side. I will send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Jack, word has reached the stands that the trophy for the PSAC championship is here. It is about to be uh, brought onto the field in just a couple more minutes of football time. But as they brought it out back behind the bench, the entire place erupted. Trophy's in the building, buddy, and it's coming to Kutztown very shortly. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. 3.38 to go. First and 10 for Slippery Rock from the Golden Bears. 40. 31 to nothing. And a lopsided PSAC title game here this afternoon at Andre Reed Stadium. And they're getting ready to line up here, and the officials aren't even ready. The officials are coming together here. A quick conversation that dissolves. The Kutztown faithful have been loud all afternoon, and especially in that last time out, they were bringing the noise. So we're with Coach Clements. Most likely going to be a warning to uh, whatever they were doing. Probably both sides. Stop. It's a conversation that needed to be had with both sides. Long in the gun. Four wide receivers on the field. Takes the snap. One-on-one -on -one down the far sideline for Sheets. Incomplete. Second down and ten. And pretty a much quiet it day for Kyle Sheets. He does not have a reception. Mind you, he came into the afternoon 997 receiving yards. That was first in the PSAC and tied for seventh nationally. His 14 touchdowns were also tops in the conference and fourth nationally. He just needed three to have a thousand receiving yards this season. That would have been a stat line you couldn't make up in itself. But but Kutztown has put the clamps on Kyle Sheets and this whole Slippery Rock offense has been kept in check. Long fires incomplete. It was Gavin Barnes, the intended target, the junior out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Cam Wolf on the coverage, third down and 10. And at this point, it's fourth down territory. I mean, it's pretty set in stone that the Rock is going to have to go for it. If they don't convert this third down, that is. But for Slippery Rock, I mean, it's back to the drawing board here. A loss of... This magnitude in your conference championship game when you've been rolling all regular season long is, is a wake-up call. and Free play. Offsides, they'll 
Look to dump it underneath for Isaiah Edwards. Not able to haul it in. Now it is an offside, so it'll be a third and five here for Slippery Rock. And with that drop from Edwards, I mean, that was just right off his hands, and you know, that symbolizes the kind of day it's been for Slippery Rock. Like I said, Jack, they can't catch a break. So it was Jake Davis who jumped off sides. Third and five from the 35. Putstown defense looking for one last stand. Up 31-0. Trying to keep the shutout intact. Four wide receivers on the field for long. Takes a snap. Looks left over the middle. Caught by Kyle Sheets. Down to the 20-yard line. Pickup of 15. Good for a Slippery Rock first down. It is with that catch of 15, he has surpassed the 1,000-yard mark on the season. That's off to him. I mean. One heck of an individual milestone, but that's the last thing that matters to him right now. Yeah. Whistle comes in with three minutes to play. So Kutztown will burn a timeout and we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley with three minutes to play. 31-0 Kutztown in a dominating performance. Thank you, Jack and Josh. It's hard to emphasize it enough just how dominant this win has been. It's never been in doubt after the uh, after the first quarter. You know, there was always the threat. Slippery Rocks got a uh, high-powered offense, but it has not come to fruition today. Looking for their first points in the waning minutes of the fourth quarter. Still zero points. That's hard to do in any game for a defense. In any game, in any league, that's very hard. Uh, but to put up zero in the conference championship game against such a high-powered offense, can't speak enough. Can't speak enough to how powerful that is for this defense. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. Three minutes to play. First and 10 for Slipper Rock at the 20. Their first red zone trip of the day for an offense that scores 46 points per game. Their first red zone trip with three minutes to go in the game is not what has become expected out of this team. Long was pressured. So going to dump it underneath on a halfback screen. Harmlessly incomplete. Second down and 10. And you know it's getting closer and closer when they bring the trophy to sign out the Cops are blocking the entrances to the field. It's It's been a game that Kutztown has to love. And there is no debate who that trophy will be going to. No doubt about it. Long looking to throw to the end zone for Sheets. Incomplete. Too far to the sideline. Third down and ten. C.J. Brown and Lee Coleman on the coverage there for Kutztown. Now, does Slipper Rock go for it on fourth down? Gotta go for it here. Nothing to lose. You're down 31. I mean, do you no or, reason to take I the mean, field goal. Yeah, I mean, you take the three. You know, I guess more, you know, a moral victory. If you want to even look at it that way for avoiding the shutout, I don't think many coaches and players view moral victories as important. Sheets catches it inside the ten. 
And another slippery rock first down. Pickup of 12 down to the 8. Looked like Sheets might have got away with a little bit of a push-off on yeah, that play. Yeah, I, 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 I did think so as well. Um, but an offensive pass interference, but... No call. You're with 2.30 to go. First and goal from the 8. Slippery Rock trying to get themselves in the end zone and avoid the dreaded shutout. First and goal from the eight. Long. Swings it out. Hurdling a man. There was Isaiah Edwards. That was pretty impressive, Jack. I um, got to be honest. That was pretty impressive. Not Get to I'm... see the hops there on Isaiah Edwards. Clear to Golden Bear defender. Pickup of two on the play. Second and goal from the six. Long rolls out right, dumps it to the tight end. Cam Cruz, and he slipped and fell down. Loss of a yard on the play. It'll be third and goal from the seven. Pardon me, a loss of two, so they'll back him up to the eight. 125 left to play and ticking. Everyone on the Kutztown sideline knows that this one is over. Andrew the crowd's getting still getting loud though. They want the shutout. Just as Everyone as wants the shutout. Third and goal from the eight. Long in the gun. Three wide receivers to the left. Steps up. Flag comes in from behind the play. Thrown out of the back of the end zone. Harmlessly incomplete. Fourth and goal with 58 seconds. We will see if Kutztown elects to enforce the holding. It was not a holding, so it is a hands to the face on the Golden Bears. That's going to be an automatic first down. When you see a flag fly from behind the play, that you usually expect it to be a holding. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a holding as well. But but an illegal hands to the face on the defense, so it'll be half a distance to the goal. Put Slippery Rock at the four-yard line and an automatic first down here with 58 seconds to play. Cruz and Ramper to the left. Sheets and Grimes. Excuse me, Sheets and Grimes to the left. It's Cruz and Ramper to the right of Long. Look at end zone for Sheets. And caught for the touchdown. Kyle Sheets, the four-yard score. Slippery Rock gets on the board here with 55 seconds to go. 31-6. Their first score of the afternoon. So the shutout, no more. But Kutztown still comfortably ahead. But in I mean, the final seconds of this one. That's a statement in itself, though, that you only give up a touchdown to a team that averages 46 points a game. I mean, that's impressive. And Josh, we mentioned the clashing of ideologies here. This high-flying, potent offensive slippery rock versus this stonewall, stout Golden Bear defense. And clearly we can see Kutztown... Impose their will on this one. Despite the Sheets touchdown, by the way, the extra point is up and through 31-7. But Kutztown, their style of play, their ability to run it downhill, clearly pay dividends today. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. What a pleasure it's been broadcasting with you guys today. And we'll get another one next week. What a pleasure. We'll have one more game, and we'll see where and when that is. But that score... 
interesting note, makes this championship game score the exact same as last year's NFC championship game, 31-7. to um, It's a competitive shutout in my mind, though. None of those seven points came at any particular time where it mattered. And the, uh, the fans here at Andre Reed Stadium let the defense know how proud they were. Coming off after allowing the touchdown, still giving loud, audible cheers from the stands. An incredible day here. About to have an incredible ceremony. What what a great time to be a Golden Bears fan. Pleasure doing it with you guys today. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. We did that again. That's impressive. And, Mitch, it's not done yet, buddy. We're going to be back for another week. You already mentioned it. And with this result, we're not done. It's important to note, Kutztown was ranked fifth in the latest Atlantic Regional Rankings. And with this performance today, you would have to expect that they would move up in those rankings. Important to note, the first seed gets a bye, two, three, and four, host a home game, onside kick attempt here. Looks like it's recovered by Slipper Rock. They got it. They did get it. An impressive onside kick recovered by Cam Cruz, so the Golden Bears offense will not be coming back out onto the field. Slippery Rock will trot the offense right back out there. A beautifully executed onside kick. I mean, you needed 10 yards. They got just enough on that 10-yard onside kick to be able to recover the ball without being penalized for illegal touching. Problem is for Slipper Rock, that was one of their best executed plays of the day. Yeah, that was actually very, uh, a very good job. And it's an onside kick when you're down 31-7 with under a minute to play. Long in the gun, three wide receivers to his left. Ramper, the lone receiver, lined up to the right. Look at the throw. Steps up to avoid a sack. Takes off, and he will dive down at the 48-yard line. Pickup of three on the play. Time 40. continues to run off now under 40 seconds. 35 and counting. Whistle comes in with 32 seconds to go. Coach Clements wants to use a timeout so he can get some substitutes in there, maybe some uh, of his third, fourth string guys to make sure that his first and second string can stay healthy for the remainder of the playoffs because all you got to say, Jack, I'll say it one more time. These Golden Bears, they are not done. They are not done. And that cuts down sideline. Tickets. Anticipating the celebration. They're ready for it to begin. They're going to have to wait 32 more seconds, 34 more seconds. They added two more seconds on for that to be official. But again, you have to think they move up in those rankings. Fifth in the Atlantic region. Cal U, one of the teams ahead of them. Likely to pass them with this win. Long look at the throw. Over the middle. Low throw. Pulled in there by Tony Grimes. What a play from Grimes to scoop it up off the turf and haul it in. First and 10 from the Golden Bears, 40. 25 seconds of counting. Long. One-on-one down the sideline for Sheets, incomplete. Second and 10 with 20 seconds to play. It's just getting better and better by the minute. 
Three wide receivers to Long's right. Looking over the middle. Caught. Dives down at the 30 there was... Kylan Wilson, the freshman from Farrell, Pennsylvania. Gain of nine. With 15 seconds of timeouts been taken. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley at this time. Thanks, Jack. All of this is meaningless. It's mediocre. The timeouts, the onside kicks. It doesn't matter. We're bringing a PSAC championship here to Kutztown. Are you excited about that? I know Josh is. I can hear it in his little voice. Oh, man, is this fun. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. And 15 seconds away from another trophy in hand. At this point, you might need to make an extension for the trophy case for this football team. I mean, already a decorated program. That's three PSAC championships now. Five NCAA playoff appearances. And they'll be on their way back to the NCAA playoffs after this win. In convincing fashion, a 31-7, 15 seconds to go. Third and one from the 31 for Slippery Rock. Empty backfield long. Quickly swings it out to Ramper. Fights his way down to the 20. Clock will stop to reset the chains with nine seconds to go. And at this point, it's just, just for spirit. Down to five seconds. Long takes a snap whistle. Comes in. Timeout with three seconds to go. Timeout on slippery by Slippery Rock, and that warrants a barrage of boos from the Kutztown faithful. Yeah, that only further delays the inevitable. Pretty much. And at this point, everything is packed up on the Golden Bears sideline, except for the water bucket with the open lid as. That water is probably going to give Coach Clements an early bath. First and ten from the 20, four seconds to go, likely the final play of the game. You cannot gush enough about what Kutztown did here this afternoon. Long looks to throw. Fires to the end zone for Sheets. Incomplete out of the back of the end zone. The clock has reached triple zeros. And for the second time in three seasons, Kutztown are champions of the PSAC. A dominating display. 31-7. They take down the juggernaut Slippery Rock. The celebration has begun. The Gatorade bucket has been dumped out. And let the trophy presentation commence. Slippery Rock. Their dominant regular season, 10-0. 7-0 in Western Division play. They were stifled today from the very start. Kutztown 
a complete 60 minutes of football. Their most complete effort, fundamentally sound, relatively mistake-free football, peaking at the right time of the season with their best effort coming in the conference title game. 2023 PSAC champions are cuts down, Josh. Unbelievable, to say the least. Unbelievable. The team of probably the program's history, they did it all. I mean, to start a season 0-2, to winning the conference championship, it's unbelievable. And not to mention, you do it against one of the best program offenses in all of the conference. I mean, the Silver Rocks offense gives up 46 points per game. They score it all. And you only let them give up seven. Seven! I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, I mean, you, you really can't make this stuff up, Jack, can you? No, you cannot. Slippery Rock has been an opponent. Kutztown has fa fared well against in the conference title game. It's the fourth meeting between these two since 2011. And with the win today, Kutztown has taken three of those four meetings against Slippery Rock in the PSAC championship game. I want to talk about Slippery Rock for just a second. Despite the rough loss here today, still a great season. Still a chance to go for a Division II championship as they will be going more than likely to the Division II playoffs. They were the one seed in the Atlantic region coming into today's game. Despite the crooked score on the scoreboard, they more than likely will not drop the spots. I mean, yeah, I have to drop seven spots, and that's just not going to happen. Now, Slippery Rock being the one seed is something that could be in question, but they will be going to the Division II playoffs. Could this be a motivating loss for the Slippery Rock group? A team that, again, they coasted to this game. Relatively were not tested throughout the course of the regular season coming into today's game. They were tested, and they lost the battle. They, they could not respond to the early adversity that they faced. Offensively, they looked uncomfortable all day long. Brayden Long could never get into a rhythm. This rushing attack that averaged 185 yards per game was stifled to just 47 long through three interceptions today. A season high in a game considering he only threw two interceptions all season long coming into this matchup. An uncharacteristic game for Slippery Rock and on the flip side for Kutztown. So much to celebrate. So much to be excited about. 31-7 defensively. Dominant as always. Offensively imposed their will on the ground. 275 rushing yards between Everyone who touted the Rock today. 146 yards and two touchdowns for Daryl davis McNeil, 80 yards for Judd Novak. Jaden Stewart, 28 yards. Jordan Davis before his injury, 21 yards. An unbelievable game for Kutztown on both sides of the football. The trophy presentation has happened. They've mobbed midfield. They are PSAC champions. They, they all want a piece of that trophy. And... I mean. Every single player on this roster, and look their at, hard work, dedication, perseverance. Look at Coach Clements going up, hugging everyone. It's, 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 dare I say, it's beautiful. It's and the team beautiful. will gather for a photo that will cement this game, this season, in history forever. 
This group of Golden Bears adds another PSAC championship to the trophy case here at Kutztown University. A special season. Again, it started off looking rocky. 0-2. They dropped their first two games. They won eight in a row to round out the regular season. And coming into today, their best showing yet. Coach Clements, so ecstatic. You saw him right in front of the team there. Emphatically jump up in the air. So much hard work goes into this moment, into this championship, into a championship-level season. You know, to turn the page, your redshirt freshman quarterback leading the helm of your offense, to be able to put all the adversity you face to the wayside and rally to go win a PSAC title. Truly incredible. And not to mention, too, putting putting a redshirt freshman at, at the head of your offense, I mean, that takes a lot of guts to make that decision. That's a, that's a decision that maybe a lot of people didn't agree with in the beginning, but I think... You know, after this game, I think they are definitely going to agree with it. I mean, it's a it's a game that you know, Kutztown ultimately you you got you got to love. I mean, and I think Coach Clement's motto is the reason that they won this conference championship. I mean, you start off the season 0 and two, but what is it going every week? One and zero, and that led them from and for the week last nine weeks. On. For the last nine weeks, they've done that. Josh going one and zero, nine straight wins, a PSAC crown. Let's dive into how Kutztown was able to achieve that today. Going crazy down onto the field. All these players so deserving of this accolade. Judd Novak, an efficient game at the quarterback spot. 14 of 23, 137 yards. Two touchdowns. No turnovers. That was the huge thing for Kutztown. One of my keys to the game coming in was win the turnover battle. They did that. They forced three turnovers. They did not turn it over themselves at all. We mentioned the rushing attack. Makai Gibson had a touchdown. Tyree Cusser a touchdown. The passing game wasn't dominant, but it was efficient enough as they're taking the golf cart around the field. They want a joy ride, and they deserve it. It's their moment. They'll enjoy it today. They'll enjoy it tomorrow when the selection show happens 6 p.m. tomorrow night. They'll decide... That'll decide what spot they're at in the Atlantic region rankings. All but certainly going to be moving up, in my estimation, to be able to host a first-round game right here at Andre Reid Stadium. Again, the Atlantic regional structure, the one seed gets to buy through the first round. Two, three, and four host home games at their home field. And Kutztown, boys do that with a dominant display today. Un still unbelievable. No matter... How optimistic you were about this Kutztown team coming into the day. I don't think anybody had a 31-7 final in favor of the Golden Bears drawn up. You you can't make this stuff up. I mean, you give up seven to the best offense in the conference, the one of the best offenses in the nation, and you only give up seven to them. And at that point, that was when your third string was in. So basically, you put up... Seven a touchdown against Kutztown's third string against their third string. I don't know what more you could say to ultimately solidify a type of game like this. It was unbelievable to say the least. And Jack, I mean, unbelievable. Many great moments throughout this game for Kutztown. Their 14 points per game was top 10 nationally. That number has only continued to going down. And propel them further up the national ranks, allowing just seven to Slippery Rock. C.J. Brown with an 
incredible interception. Odell Beckham-like. Antoine Lloyd with a beautiful play defensively to read a pass and just follow the eyes of the quarterback long to jump it for an interception. This defense continues to just bring the heat week in and week out. So, so much experience on that side of the ball for Kutztown. Ultimately the difference in this one and really allowed this offense to settle in. Judd Novak did not look, you know, the moment did not look too big for him, I should rather say. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Josh. I mean, what could you even title this as a story? What could you even title this? I mean, there's so many, there were so many highs and lows to the season. I mean, watching those first two weeks, I mean, it was, it was struggling. It was a struggle to watch. But I mean, just the way that they've turned around this season, and I mean, it was all thanks to that week four matchup with Shepard. I truly, truly think that Shepard game was the reason they won it all here today. I mean, you start 0-2 to Assumption, Cal U. Cal U, one of the top programs in the PSAC West. And then you turn it over, you lose to Assumption as well, and then you beat Mercyhurst up. And then you go down to Shepard in their own hometown. And I mean, it's unbelievable to say the least. Unbelievable. And you can't make this stuff up. Many great moments throughout this regular season for Kutztown, and even today, the highs and the lows. That big win at Shepard, like you mentioned, that thriller right here at Andre Reed Stadium against East Stroudsburg, that back-and-forth game. They had to grind that out in the fourth quarter. Tough ones against, you know, Shippensburg, Millersville, Lockhaven. Three hard-fought wins throughout the course of the regular season to stay unbeaten and so get sole possession of that Eastern Division crown, and then to do what they did today. Truly remarkable, truly special, a testament to the culture that Jim Clements has built here at Kutztown. Even when you're down at the start of the season, you don't give up, you don't roll over and quit, you keep fighting. All of their goals were in front of them, and they achieved those goals. Eastern Division champions, and now PSCC champions for the second time in three years. We're going to now meet the third member of our broadcasting team, Mitchell Smedley, who has joined us up in the booth. Mitch, so much to be excited about going forward for this Golden Bears group. Enjoying the moment today. Enjoying the championship. And they'll see where they are seated tomorrow night, 6 p.m. for that selection show. What did you make of this one? I mean, what an incredible uh, what an incredible football game. Let's talk about that first. Uh, just pure domination. We mentioned it countless times on the broadcast. But what a great, I mean, for the, the look that this gives this program, that you can show up in the big moment like that, that's, that's what separates the boys from the men in this sport, right? Anyone could play well throughout the regular season. We see, how, many how many times do we see a team crumble in the big moments, though? Uh, and that's, that's what separates the, the well-built programs, the well-coached players, uh, from the ones that aren't. And, and Kutztown showed up in the biggest possible way. They didn't just grind it out and win a close game against a really good opponent. They took that really strong opponent, one of the top programs in the country, and beat the absolute you-know-what out of them to the tune of, it's 31 nothing in my mind. This game was a shutout. I don't care about that last touchdown whatsoever. Being on the field for that uh, that ceremony, we were downfield level. Absolutely just, you could tell these guys love each other, and they love this They love this university. They love the town. They love the fans. Um, the golf cart was hilarious. It almost ran me over, uh, but we're, we're all right. And uh, just... What an amazing, what an amazing group of guys there! Everyone's just so happy. The, the dog pile on each other and, and just running around frolicking. I would say, uh, just absolutely incredible. But it stuck out to me the most. We thought it would be their their one advantage offensively, running the football. Did it all day. Was never in doubt. Uh, they Kutztown could run the football seemingly at will throughout this game. 
And uh, man, oh man, I mean, I just can't believe that we just did that to them. You know, I can't believe we just took Slippery Rock and beat the, you know, beat the brakes off. Beat the brakes off, off of it. That's a great phrase. You know, this was this was a barn burner for Kutztown. You know, this was awesome. Um, great to great to be on KUR with it uh, with you guys as well for it, and and great to be. You know, I, I didn't feel cold today. You know, winning by a lot makes you feel pretty warm inside. Pretty warm. Warms your heart for sure, Mitch. <laughs> it does. They took that offensive display last week against Westchester. They built on it. They put up 27 in that game. Put up 31 here today. Again, I mentioned it multiple times at the broadcast. Kutztown peaking at the right time of the season. This is exactly when you want to be playing your best football. Down the stretch, your regular season finale, and now in your conference championship game. For they sure. got to keep this momentum going as they're going to be going to the divisional two, Division Two playoffs. Unbelievable. And I guess that means, Jack, we're stuck with you for one more game. We will be on the air for another game. <laughs> yes, sir. Dude, I'm so happy they won for you, man. You get one more. That's awesome. But i got to sign off. I'll hand the headset back over to the lovely Josh Toot. Lovely. Great, great broadcast today, guys. You guys were on your A game. Thank so. you. Thank congratulations you very much. to Kutztown. Congratulations to the fans. And congratulations to you guys. Mitch, I always got to say. Go Bears. <laughs> Mitch, I always got to say you're always on your A game as well, and we appreciate Thank you. What you do for our broadcasts. Absolutely. Mitch brings a different dynamic from being down on the field level. And, you know, I do this I do this for the Golden Bears community, for the Golden Bears faithful. As much as I love broadcasting, for me, I, I do this as a product for the community and for the best of, you know, for the betterment of the Golden Bears, be able to keep in touch with Golden Bear athletics. Um, this is truly incredible. Moments like this are why I feel so passionate about doing sports broadcast for here at Kutztown. Moments like this championship games, seeing championship level teams. Nothing short of, of incredible here from this Golden Bears football team. It's the highs and lows that you do it for. And for the committee here, going to be able to you know put them in the right spot. I, I'm just so interested. How does a game like this affect the overall resume of Kutztown? You know, with a head-to-head -head loss against a team like Calu, who's ahead of them. You know, beating Slippery Rock, a common opponent between the two. Slippery Rock was able to beat Calu in an in-division showdown uh, they're, earlier they're, in the season. I'm interested to really see where this Kutztown group is put here in the Atlantic Regional Rankings. I think the committee's going to have a tough decision on their hands there. It, it definitely is going to be a tough decision. I, I, I think, you know, this decision is definitely something the committee is going to think to themselves, well, we never seen this happen. What do we do? I mean, how do we, you know, make both sides happy? I mean, Kutztown, you have to move them up. I mean, you have to move them up, no doubt about it. But, I mean... It's, I mean, I don't think they're going to be the one seed, no doubt about it, but, I mean, a one seed going down to be the five seed, I mean, it's, you're you're definitely going up in the rankings. There's no way that you can't. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough decision, though. Um, as, I mean, where does Tiffin, the number two seed, go? I mean, they beat... They won their game today, 26-7. So I they'll mean, more than likely, as an undefeated season, move up to the number one spot. Slippery Rock with the loss will fall. I, th I think, in my mind, if I was giving my rankings, I think Tiffin and Slippery Rock would flip-flop. And I think Kutztown would, would be warranted to move up as high as the number three spot in the Atlantic Regional Rankings. Passing Cal U um, is certainly very justifiable at this stage of the game with this performance here today from Kutztown. And you have to look at, really, the resume of Charleston out of West Virginia. 
um, you know, to make those what decisions. What type of competition did they have? Exactly. And looking at the overall resume, that is the decision the committee is going to have on their hands. That's why they get paid the dollars to make those decisions. We're just here speculating what we think the rankings could possibly be um, come tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Well, that'll do it for us here from Andre Reed Stadium. The Cookstown Golden Bears, PSAC champions for the second time in three seasons. The 2023 PSAC champions are your Cookstown Golden Bears by score of 31-7. to For Mitchell Smedley, our board operator Sean Hobson back in the studio, and Joshua Dew, this is Jack Heim saying so long. Golden Bears on top of the PSAC. Thank you for listening to another Golden Bear football presentation right here on your sports leader in Berks County, the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Make sure to follow all of our social medias for our next live upcoming broadcast. Now back to your favorite music right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. <laughs>